0: people, on the left. and when I get nervous,
1: I walk, and usually I speak too quickly, so if you do understand anything, just
0: keep it to yourself and pretend you did I'd be very, very careful who you talk to you about that, because the person who wrote that is dangerous. <laughs>
1: Hey there. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually how it goes. That's like all I can can do. That sounds Um, like the ones I do. (laughs) (laughs) Often we don't know how to start,
2: especially... We um, don't know how to stop either. That is the case. We only know how to go.
3: We we can do that as well. The hardest... (laughs) How do you skip the beginning and the end bit and just...
1: Yeah. Just Just get to the good stuff. Just randomly press record, right? Right away, yeah. And (laughs) and and without anybody knowing. The, The hardest... Closure to a conversation happened, whatever, three weeks ago when Joe was in here, when we found Joe in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. And I put the I didn't, I thought, ah, oh, we're going to record for like 45 minutes because there's no way this could go on for longer. And then, <laughs> like, at somewhere two and a half hours into it, the card just, like, stopped recording. I was like, yeah, I guess that's, I guess we're done. <laughs> and it's really good that we're done because i just sat here and watched him drink an entire bottle of wine and um the clarity of his thoughts was uh suffering <laughs> yes. slightly muddled would be muddled
3: yes i kind of like the lucky dip nature of that It's just like we don't know how much is left on this card, but we have to talk until the card finishes Ooh. and then it's and then you know oh. you either get a 45 minute or a
0: or a 45, oh, yeah. hour. Oh, 45 hour or 45 hour
1: 128 i think that's what uh that's what Yuri handed me the other day. 36 hours. It was so like so. 45 hours of potential. This only has four hours and 25 left, so we'll be fine. We'll be okay. I was I was dreading the 45-hour podcast. <laughs> it's a single, I need you to edit something. It's, it's a 45 long hours long. Y- yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, how do we split this? That's like Dan Carlin style right there. Yeah. <laughs> so got 12 episodes. <laughs> and they're five and mind a half you, hours each.
3: Mind you, um, that reminds me... Uh, satisfaction by the stones was just you know they found that on a tape and Enter a sandman by metallica was on a tape that kurt Hamlet that just kind of recorded and handed to james hetfield no kidding yeah yeah and you know can't get no satisfaction by you know they just he keith richard's recalled it when he was drunk and they found it on yeah, tape. yeah i heard about like, that you know actually, amazing yeah. tracks to be uh yeah there's stuff wow. that's been lost that would have been life-changing you know yeah and Something it's, on
1: that forty-five hours. There's something on there for you. There's a, yeah. It's <laughs> somewhere in these forty-five hours, or somewhere on this two-hour VHS tape that has no markings on it, that's in a box, and I, I must have kept it for a reason. Sometime thirty years ago,
0: you know. <laughs> it's probably
4: the best way to create something. Just to, you don't think about it. You just yeah. press record,
1: and go. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but clearly, so um, we are probably. I think hopefully we're going to talk about making cool stuff today. Yeah. Because we have a co- you know some guests who are also, um, uh, it appears, to, who appear to be fairly committed to the whole analog print and, l- you know, losing money program. <laughs> that, that, uh, <laughs> uh, do it for love, not for money. We wrote, special, we wrote our values down at the brew. beginning of the process.
3: Like, yeah, we definitely want to lose money. And number one. <laughs> <laughs> number one. Yeah. Don't pay ourselves. Yeah.
1: Number two. No. Number one, make cool shit. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, continue making cool stuff. Number three.
2: Explain uh, to your loved uh, ones why you don't have any money because you're day. making cool, cool stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. but it looks exactly. cool. It looks cool.
1: It really is. So Chris actually just handed us a, a a a little sort of I don't know if you would call it a pocket-sized book or something. It's um, it's uh, the publisher-sized book. It's the publisher-sized <laughs> yeah. book. The, yeah, yeah. Right. A, 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 a series on East London and, um, that 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 happens to include this the Sunday football book. Which I had no idea that the Hackney fields were that yeah, so, enormous. Um, yes, yeah, so they were built. So with- please, uh, and so so there's that, and then also a um I, I won't say an annual publication because you know it comes out when it comes out, right? The, <laughs> yeah, the, the, yes, the that's, <laughs> that's the perfect way to describe it. I yeah. mean, see, there up on the wall says that, "Home of the Dissect Podcast, recorded weekly." usually, usually. <laughs> I, you know because I it think happens. that's the
3: prerequisite of creating right it's like it happens when it happens yeah, yeah. you know yeah. if you put it if you put it out too quick then it's just it can end up being compromised
1: yeah. for sure but if you also like with Refuge at some point I think it was Joe Holmes who said are you gonna spend another year making this two percent better? <laughs> yeah. and I said I could. Absolutely, I could do that. Thanks for suggesting it. That was a great, <laughs> yeah. idea. It was a great idea. But what if I made it five percent better? Would you buy it <laughs> then? You know, like it's it's a. You think um, there's
3: two percent more that can go into it? <laughs> great, I mean, that's what that's what I needed. I needed
1: that extra push because I was almost done with it, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so you, you produce and, and you call it a magazine, but it's what would you say, 164 pages? Yeah, 164 pages. pages yeah, um, it's a soft book. Yeah. It's a soft cover book, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't if it's 164 pages in good on good stock, yeah. Nice layout, beautiful photographs, et cetera, You can't really call it a magazine because that because it's almost derogatory in a way. Yeah, to, we, yeah. Uh, we're English, so that's yeah. kind of our vibe. Self-deprecating, you know. <laughs> okay. Okay. undervaluing, a tall poppy thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Or something. Yeah. If we talk too nicely about this, it'll <laughs> yeah. get smashed down or cut. <laughs> I guess in the case of a poppy. Um, so and that the, um, and that. Uh, Softcover book slash magazine is is called We Move. Yeah, and it started like as an idea because the the first one that you did that you handed to us, you know, flip open. I'm just like, okay, they've been in Yosemite, and then there's mm-hmm. there's a, a, a two page spread um, with youth who. Uh, has been a member of Killing Jokes since way back in the, yeah. like the, the the beginning. So, like those are two things you know, climbing and music, dear to my heart. Obviously, yeah. you know, Chris, we mm. I guess we must share that. And um, uh, it came now, from something. Yeah.
4: Where did it come from? Well, it came from bring it a little
1: closer. Yeah, and actually, yeah. So, they good. Yeah. Yeah. So
4: we. Perfect. I mean, we met in nineteen. 19- Ninety nine or two thousand, one night, and then we didn't meet each other again for like fifteen years. <laughs> Good <laughs> <Only> impressions, impressions. <laughs> and we were reintroduced by the same person that introduced us then. And we were both we both kind of quit our jobs. Yeah. Did or, or you know. Andrew, explain it? What did you do before? So I ran a clothing men's fashion business in okay. the UK, uh, and Chris ran a record label. Hmm. So, <laughs> with yeah.
1: side interests in <clears throat> photography and. For point, Chris, no, no. At that oh. point,
3: no slight deviation. I, towards the end of my uh, music uh, or running the record label, I we had an artist called Uncle and uh, James Lavelle, and he was a master at bringing together different artists from like Futura as a graffiti artist. To yes, Jonathan Glazer is a, a video director, and he somehow convinced 20, 20 of these artists to um, to work with him on a show called Daydreaming with. Uh, which was him putting Uncle Music towards their their art forms, and I ended yeah. up producing that, and that was about two years before I left um, the label. And so I ended up producing, yeah, sorry, I ended up producing it, and and that kind of got me into photography because there was a couple of photographers. Yeah. Way back, my dad had been a photographer in the army, uh, documenting the troubles in Northern Ireland. Oh, okay, so there's some something in there, but um, it's probably be some cool pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but um, but when I left the label, I just kind of, I, I didn't. I got to a point where I just I just didn't enjoy it anymore and I couldn't work out how to leave and, and I just had a like a light bulb moment one night where I realised if I just quit then I would have to work out. You'd have to figure it out. Yeah, and so I so I quit and I moved to New York and figured out that I liked photography and, and that was that's how I got into mm. photography. And that was probably wow. about it's a bit two, before we met. Two, was yeah, it? probably about two years two, three wow. years before James and I got reintroduced. Oh, yeah. uh, okay.
1: Yeah. And so James, did you while you were running the clothing yeah. company? Yeah. Outside interests in, I mean, my background was, was, moving. My background I mean, was
4: climbing. Okay. Um. And th- but then you stopped doing it when you start a business in England. No of, shit. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of fell out of. Because if you're going to go climbing
1: life. in England, especially rock climbing, you need to have a flexible schedule <laughs> that uh, with which you can coordinate. You know, yeah. the th- periods of good weather. Yeah. And if you're running a business, yeah, no longer an option.
4: Yeah. So was, I, I yeah. think I working seven days a week right? it was like seven days a week for seven years no day off oh my i was uh
1: so there's um there, there there was couldn't
4: a, you have done it you know i could have done it a lot better i hear there's <laughs> i hear there's a
1: book it's like the
2: four-hour work week yeah yeah like what, that must have got written been written <laughs> later I, yeah, right they
3: discovered that's yeah. like new technology if or only something you would have known <laughs> <you could've... laughs>
4: yeah that, so, that was just leaving <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so i actually i self-destructed it So I just kind of imploded myself, and um, I just walked off.
2: I like these things very much. Oh yeah, (laughs) (laughs) quit. Figure it out.
1: Imploded. Figure it out.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Let's. Do we have a bridge? Do we have any bridges left? There's one that we keep taking a picture of. (laughs) Oh yeah, we blow that thing up. But then we'll just be in jail. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) A public bridge. Yeah. That's a really interesting. Like, I don't think. Because you come from industries that people logically are trying so hard to, to be a part into. of, which is why, <laughs> which is probably why the work ethic is so high. Like the, you know, the demand is like, you want to be a part of something so great because you love music mm. and men's fat. I mean, fashion is such an industry that when you're part of it, it makes you feel like you're part of something special.
4: Yeah, I, I was, I mean, that wasn't my background. Mm. I was incredibly opinionated.
0: Oh, that thought, makes you a fashionista. And, and, <laughs> <thought, laughs> sure. and, f- and thought
4: I could do anything. Uh, mm. And I was like, right, I'm going to make some clothes. And uh, didn't go to design school or anything. It was just sure. up, like, this is what I'm going to do. And everyone thought I was blah. daft. Yeah, well, yeah. Would yeah. be yeah. an appropriate word, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> and then just didn't take no for an answer. So we just knock on factory doors. Will you make stuff for me? No. I'll just, okay. I'll, same I, time again, next day, just knocking on the door. Same time mm. again, the next day, knocking on the door. And that would go on for like 10 days. And then they'd be like, for fuck's sake, just come in. <laughs> you know? Yeah, And that was it. And then I was like, okay, then we're on. Then I then we opened a store in London. Mm. I have no idea how it worked, but we didn't, you know, we couldn't it's afford the brute a what store. Sort of, so. sort of
1: what part of London? Like what, Central what? London, so in Soho.
4: In, oh, in okay. So we opened it, mm. you know. Proper. Oh, so, so what Proper. Is,
1: what is the zone called? It's, is it Shoreditch That's where the Spittlefield markets. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, East yeah, London. Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's East. Yeah, because there's a beautiful clothing the Ripper store yeah. out there. Son of Stag. Son of a Stag. So Son we had stag. a store around okay. the corner
4: from there in the market. Okay, that was the second store we opened, and then the first one was in Soho, just at the yeah. end of Carnaby Street. Oh yeah, I mean it just.
1: Carnivores not inexpensive per square meter, I'm guessing. Well, per, per
4: or square inch. Per square yeah, inch. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah we <laughs> only have inches yes. in the UK. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's more okay. But that uh, was what someone had told us. They were like, if you're going to do it, just, just do, do, do it as it. big as you can. Okay. And then either burn super quick and yeah. out or don't like fizzle along. So it's like, okay, we did it. And, it. and it worked. And we had all these people coming in. And I think it was really honest and genuine what we were doing. Okay. You know? I would be in factories, in the store, you know, all the references were the references were climbing, were mm. old architects from mm. you know, the States and just putting it all together it, it in was, a very yeah, English climbing
3: way. climbing photographer that you brought over.
4: Oh, Glenn Denny. The oh, okay. 70s, so we, oh, we yeah. brought him over. And then so, a lot of the styles we were doing were it's like so my old wardrobe. Be old school, yeah. Glen Denny. Yeah. Which went the whole of Shoreditch is looking like they've just come out of Camp Four, yeah, uh, <laughs> it, or they look like they've come out of the woods in Portland, yeah, you know, which which was a, an era, and you were it, like, okay, nothing, <laughs> nothing is real here, and and that would not phase him in the least, I'm guessing. No, he, he kind of <laughs> loved it. Just, wow, he kind of loved it, and uh, but it became relentless, just making for making's sake. Oh yeah, and I was, I just, I couldn't. I took it so personally because I was I was an outsider maybe seeking uh acceptance in that world and then you know the wheels unbuckle and I was like fuck this I can't do it and I and I
1: So were you doing like two collections a
4: year? We well or? we had our own store so we were just we were just producing my my thing was So
1: anytime you had something new yeah, or an idea you make it you yeah, put it in the store. Yeah.
4: Wow. Which was amazing but also relentless. Um. in the sense that Hmm. you know i I was just like if i can run at something hard and fast enough yeah i'll get
3: through repeatedly (laughs) repeatedly
4: (laughs) yeah which works to a certain point and then you realize that i just haven't got the firepower and i'm sore and uh yeah and then i came home one day and i said to my partner lucy "It's like i've quit No shit. And she was like, oh. (laughs) Don't you have
1: a lease on that space
4: that you can't get out of? (laughs) I I, I just, I I left my business partner. I was like, well, there was a showdown and I said, it's you or me and I'm not going to go. And then I got ousted by a family member of mine who was a shareholder. And it got really messy. So I just went, fuck you all. Turned around and went, you can't do it without me. I mean, it, it carried on. It didn't actually, it didn't have the... Yeah. The, the I was hoping. It didn't leave a smoking crater uh, no.
1: that you yeah, yeah, yeah. had vindictively hoped might
2: yeah.
4: happen. <laughs> so. It's weird how that happens. Yeah. <laughs> God yeah, damn it.
2: Cause but, cause but, when you build things that have a reputation, the reputation takes a while to burn down. Like yeah. when you build something yeah. on like, oh, the style and this is different. Yeah. And, it takes a really long time. Yeah, In fact, th- maybe it never...
4: I don't think it ever goes. The thing that really pissed me off was... Would host parties and everyone would have the same. Not that it was all about me. Yeah. We were just in a zeitgeist, the same haircut, the same gene yeah. length, and I was like, "Fuck! Everyone's the same as me. I can't."
1: <laughs> I you know, started I didn't this like that. as something, yeah, a, a, as an alternative, if you will, to the same, same. Yeah. But then the subculture gets it, it once it gets beyond like five people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's then gone.
4: you're all <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> really starts.
4: Yeah, and yeah. I, I had a real problem with that, and just yeah. the idea of making because yeah, I wanted. I wanted people to change and people don't like to change. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Choked up a <laughs> little bit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's a, I imagine, I'm just throwing a <laughs> wild <laughs> guess
2: out here. Um, You probably own 49% of your own company. (laughs) If if this sounds too familiar to Mark, then this is the way things go. You assert a certain style. You work endlessly to develop the style. You get people to really question what the norms are, but then... You make a new norm for them and they're not willing to question that norm. Yeah. And you're the only one going, what the fuck? You guys missed the entire point of this thing, which yeah. is to be original. Mm. And now you guys are just a bunch of copycats. <laughs> yeah. Really strange.
1: Huh. <laughs> oh, gosh. You can resonate <laughs> with that? Uh, <laughs> I, I, yes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty close. And 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 to the the um also resonate with the idea that the reputation can carry on for a long time even if that original engine or the ideas are not there Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like okay yeah you you know repurpose some existing stuff or you like oh well this worked, so let's try that and you know it's uh but but ultimately it's a dead end yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I imagine, James, though, once you, if you're, to, you know, you're making and putting <clears throat> stuff immediately in the store and people start yeah. to count on something like that, that's a beast's mouth that is always open yeah. and never satiated. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, I, yeah. How, Seven years is probably like two years too long. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. I, th- I think like three, three years too long. Um, how, how, um, I mean, when you when you dropped everything, and you mm. did you have any any idea about what you wanted to do? No.
4: Well, I was gonna. I was running a lot of the time, mm. and I think I was then running away from, try, you know, trying to yes, be sure. trying to be alone. And I was like, I'll just make clothes again. No, it's no, like, no. what
2: are you training for? I'm I'm training to run <laughs> away from my business. So.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah, it's funny actually. Seven years, mm. and then I was doing like ultra marathons, and uh, yeah. like, I think I think they were both so similar. I was just grinding myself down. Yeah, non-s- over a, yeah nonstop, uh, all the time. And uh, I was going to make sportswear. I was like, oh, I'll do that, you know. And Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I I
1: know people who make things. Yeah, and yeah, that was pretty much. Yeah. And I was
4: in factories, and I was like, I can do this. And I got to, I was in Portugal, this incredible, you know, they were making just amazing stuff. And I was like, fuck. I just came back home, didn't, you know, and everything was ready <laughs> to go. It was like pretty much having you know a magazine ju- it's just about to go on the press and yeah. it's like oh forget it yeah wow. so i came home that went down well <laughs> um, <laughs> again <laughs> <laughs> and uh i was like yeah we need we need to start at the beginning
0: mm.
4: you know making things are easy but it's like Phew. I'd still be trying to find people, and then it would have to become same a bit thing. disingenuous and, and the same thing. So I flipped it around and I was like, oh, okay. I can make things that go in the pipeline, but no one ever tries to make the tripods that support the pipeline before you then pass something through. Okay. And then before I put the tripods down, you need to clear the ground. So I was like, okay, we're going to oh, clear sure. the ground. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I was like, oh, okay. So then we have to have conversations with people. And I think i was obsessed by this idea of movement i was like it's all going to change like everyone's getting so into like running and Mm -hmm. the uk was going through this running renaissance okay Mm -hmm. yeah and lots of the brands were jumping on these running crews Mm -hmm. which are really people that can't run very well but will make it cool (laughs) so it makes it acceptable (laughs) yeah you know and which is fine (laughs) (laughs) and um a lot of my
1: friends do that kind of thing. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I don't. Know, I
4: get understand fully what you're saying. <laughs> and uh, it was like, yeah, people are going to have a different dialogue with it. Like, I think there's going to be a big change and a big shift in how things happen. It, it won't become sport, but it's being sold differently. And mm. CrossFit was, you know, kind of emerging in the uk okay. at the time and running and i was like oh this is interesting scratching at the edges yeah. i would say <laughs> <laughs>
1: so i was like okay let us on to your island <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh.
4: and uh i was like what what can i make that is ha ha, ha low resource you know that, that <laughs> won't require much resource in any any way yeah that will get us into the door with people actually that I want to meet. And I don't want to meet the the mass in the middle who say they're really good. I want to meet the people that are really esoteric, who are living their own life. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, oh, I'll make a magazine because no Cause one... Because
1: that would, as a as a journalist <laughs> yeah. or storyteller, I would yeah. ultimately have access to
4: Yeah, because uh, everyone wants people. to tell their story. And I was like, oh, okay. it's, it's amazing we'll the that. people you can meet when you say... <laughs> I've got a magazine.
3: Want to come and meet you? As opposed yeah, yeah. to, hey, can I come and meet you? <laughs> yeah, you or, know, it's or, or or if frames you have it brand. very differently, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, in this day and age, too, when there, there's something not exciting about like, oh, I'm an Instagram influencer and I do stories on people. People are like, fuck, fuck off. Yeah. But if you're like, I produce something. And I, it has an overhead that's very expensive, and it's a high quality product. It almost doesn't matter what it is. It, and when a I bit hand more. it to you,
1: it weighs something, and yeah. there's a tactile experience with yeah. it, and turning the page, and you smell. I mean, it's hitting you on a number of different yeah. senses, mm. and or via a number of different senses, mm-hmm. and it's um, it, there's a there. I think there's a, a an analog renaissance, and a little bit in that yeah. sense too, because mm. of it, because of how disposable. Um, you know, we have made everything else
4: yeah. Yeah. a connection renaissance. T- I think yeah, people want to connect with something, and yeah. that was that was great. And then I met Chris, and you were going up to the Lake District, weren't you?
3: Yeah, I was kind of coming to the end of uh, working for the record label, and I was—I <clears throat> can't remember why, but I think I was just decided to go and have some isolation time in the Lake District. Okay, and uh, we'd met for a coffee a couple of weeks before, and or a couple of weeks before I was due to go, and I was, sort of said, "I'll—I'll I'll come to—I'm a- going to Lake District," you know. And James said, I'll come along. And, and at that stage, I'd kind of been playing football a lot and running. And I kind of just, my body had kind of broken through too many injuries. and I mm-hmm. had to stop playing football and I'd kind of fallen out of love with running and all these types of things. And uh, so, we, so we went up to the Lake District and then all of a sudden we were running like three hours or six hours in the mountains, you know, on a couple of Eccles cakes, so like basically pure sugar. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, I actually, I really like running. I just don't like running when I'm trying to get a time or when I'm yep. trying to get a distance. I yeah. just want to run to run. <laughs> And i'd actually probably fall off the mountain at the end of the six hour run <laughs> you know it's like fucking exhausted but it was like it just kind of renewed my love for it and i then kind of realized that actually that's that's kind of a you know what i wanted to do i didn't want to kind of play in a team for a, a reason or get time for for a reason that didn't actually mean anything anyway yeah and so so we connected over that and then <clears throat> it's probably we just stay in con- contact over the next year yeah and i had another period of time where i was like at that stage i've been uh, like assisting in photography like kind of learning how to, to shoot and stuff and i kind of got to a point where i was like i don't, I don't really want to do this I, I want to shoot my own stuff but i need to have a i need to have a definitive break to be able to do it mm-hmm. yeah and so i kind of sold my house and and decided i would just go and travel and james had sort of said oh i'm i'm going to
4: i said i'm, I'm starting a magazine <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: I have a camera. <laughs> well, 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 Chris said, who's
4: taking your pictures? And I was like, I don't know. Uh, I, do, I, 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 do I need pictures? Well, <laughs> it, I I, uh, my way I? to do it is to reduce everything to its simplest. And I was like, all we're doing is printing on paper. How hard can that be? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Outstanding oh boy <laughs> like, yeah. the,
0: the naivety can <laughs> yeah.
1: can take a person a long way, mm. I think it's the best uh, way
3: because uh, you yeah. just start so many things that you never would, yeah like you know uh, as soon as you start you know thinking trying to pull it apart and work out how to do things, you're like oh that'll be hard and that'll yeah. be hard, and I'll need this, and I'll need that whereas
1: so how do I know how to f- it fits on the page yeah. Not my problem. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Like, But there, but there was an actual thing, yeah. like, for... Yeah, or, okay, we're going to do... I've always wanted to do this. We're going to do it. Okay, when can you? Fuck. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I get your draft. Whatever it was. It was two weeks or 15 yeah. days or something like that or nine days. I can't even remember. And then it was just like, wow, you're fucking hopeless. You need a lot of help. <laughs> uh, uh, like, But you don't know until you... Yeah.
4: You get on it.
0: You get on yeah, it. Yeah. And, yeah.
4: So Chris said, "Who's your photographer?" And I was like, "I don't know. I just buy a camera or something." Yeah. yeah. And, uh, awesome. And Chris was and like, I'll just learn that at the same time. learning <laughs> yeah, yeah. How to make a magazine? Just what could be? I mean, you're just
1: like letting light into a thing, and then it <laughs> exactly. stays in there somehow. Yeah. I don't exactly. know how hard could that be? And uh, how do you take that
4: picture? <laughs> press the button. So. <laughs> yeah. And Chris said, "I'll be in L.A." I was like, "I'm going to America. I'm going to make a magazine." And he said, oh, well, I'll be in LA when you're there. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, I've got I, a photographer. I've got a photographer. I've, <laughs> got, I've, easy. I'm halfway there. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Things are slotting into place.
2: It's really the last, I don't know, 75% that's really hard. And if you're halfway. Yeah. yeah then you, You're you've halfway got
4: through that. the hard part. And <laughs> yeah. then I was like, how can I actually not do the last 50%? It, you know, and I think that's a real skill.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
4: If you can can get to the end without having done it, yeah. But actually, have it at the end. Nice.
1: Okay, so that topic, that concept, right there, needs to be applied to a lot of other things, or can be, or maybe you've just looked around enough and seen that a lot of people somehow got to the end without having done the thing.
0: Uh, I, I was like, just thinking about this it, the other is day. Is this an
1: influencer? <laughs> no, this, this, is, this is the really hard part. Getting somebody to, like,
2: man, I wish there was somebody that could finish half the shit that I start because finishing is so, <laughs> fucking, so fucking hard. Yeah, it's just, I, I mean, the, the supplement that we make, I've been dealing with packaging and shit for two years, and it's never been right. And I have paid enormous amounts thinking, okay, these are the people, they'll do it correct. And, you know... These are going to be the ones, surely... They'll finish it because their only job is to shove the product and seal it in the package. They fucked up the printing of the package so many times that I had to go to really good people that finally were like, yeah, we're the people who print it perfectly. Okay, they finish that job and then I take it to them and they go and I get it back and it's like a crumpled disaster. And I'm like, either you just wasted $47,000 worth of product or I'm just supposed to pretend that this is okay. <laughs> I guess I'm just going to pretend. pretend
1: that it's okay. Because <laughs> it's not up to my standards. And, you know, if, if you want things done to your standard, um, well, doing it yourself is a good option. What does
2: Josh say? Lower the standard, double the effort. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It hasn't worked I, for me yet. I'm still breathing from I, I, I anger, still but... try.
1: Every time he says that, I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck he means. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's why the first you time is haven't so seen it work out. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so then it would be totally obvious. Yeah. Damn it. All I right.
3: guess that's why the first time is so good because you don't have a standard yet. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah.
2: Just... yeah. And then once yeah. you establish that, man, it's, it takes something else to live up to something, yep. which is probably in your clothing line, it's really hard to live up to an idea that was successful or... You know, something that took off and you go, yeah, yeah, I'm doing it. And then you go yeah. to do it again and you go, fuck, I got nothing. I've, I've, I have no ideas. Yeah, yeah. I have, you know, no inspiration and it's due now.
4: Yeah. Well, it took me 25 <laughs> years to do the first one. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, when yeah. I started it, it, yeah, take, yeah, yeah. it took okay. 25 years and then you've got to do it every six months. I, and people I've just always... want, it's so derivative fashion. Yeah. It would only change, not even incrementally. It was like mm. half an increment because people still wanted the thing, the first thing. The so first I would thing, yeah. Just buy the first thing, and then I can go. Yeah, but exactly. Want... Could
1: I just have the one thing? Yeah. And like, can we just make five products and maybe five different sizes in each? And yeah. Dickies. Get... Yeah. Or Carhartt. Or
2: mm. eh, Carhartt's <laughs> branched out quite a bit <laughs> now. They well, have now. They have, but yeah. for a long
1: time. Yeah, it's true. It's
4: true. Yeah, you just be but the best at that thing. They've taken that long to do it you know like oh, yeah yeah 10, 50 60 70 yeah. 100 years yeah yeah i was gonna thing. say
1: Carhartt has been, carhartt had been around for a long like when jason was shooting the stuff in 2016 that i w- was there for a couple of days for it was like a whole world war one reenactment because they made a lot of the you know they were one of the suppliers of the uniforms uh during world war one so that means a hundred fucking years wow. uh, yeah. that, you know yeah. in 2016 a little over um that, that they've been doing it and um, and yeah, and they branched out in the last decade. You know, diversified a bit more, mm-hmm. whatever, maybe it's in the last twenty years, but still it t- yeah, it takes a Yeah. It, it takes, takes a long l- time. A long time. Yeah. and uh, every I now hope and then it someone. It doesn't will... take us a hundred fucking years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're gonna run into some issues. We are gonna run into some issues. Um, <laughs> but when people ask me, there's like how long did it take to, you to make refuge? And I say, Two years plus a lifetime.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, references. Good. It, references because it, it, it's, it's like
3: making that making an album for a for yeah. musician, it's like the first album's your entire life up until that point, and then yeah, okay, we need another one in two years, and yeah. another one, and yeah. another one, and another one. It's like, and oh, then you, you just got to gotta do
1: some like seriously fast living, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, in that yeah. in that period of time, yeah. so that you know you can catch yeah. up and make another or your tool. Well, you it's just your sophomore record. <laughs> they <just> take
2: <laughs> yeah. thirteen years to, yeah. uh, which was they probably could have had it done in five. I think the rest was legal issues, but. I think the 13 years is what made it good. Like, mm-hmm. if they would have pushed it sooner, it wouldn't have been what it was. Because there's some, yeah. the, the guitar, there's some interview with the guitarist, the lead. He took uh, a, at least a year just to write the track for one song. That's all he worked on for one year was one track of guitar. And then they would give it to the drummer. The drummer would fill it in. It took him three months. He'd give it to Maynard. Maynard would put the lyrics down in three months. So you're, you're looking at like they're overlapping. But you're looking at a process that took 13 years that you appreciate. I think the album is an hour or something. Just yeah. over an hour. Yeah. And you're like, it's an hour. Yeah, They took 13 years. I was like, that is phenomenal. It will not happen again. I think it's yeah. their last album. Because yeah. I don't think... I, I, I can't imagine them being like, yeah, let's do that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's really what it takes. Like the refuge thing is true. Like um, I mean, he had been talking about it to me for a year before we even started to put it together. So it had been mm-hmm. in his head. And then before that, I mean, I don't know how many years it was before that. Yeah.
1: Um, I, but and then that plus the five zines or mm-hmm. whatever sort of coincident in the similar amount of time. And so we put out these two things this year. And I'm really nervous about. 2020 because I'm fucking tired because <laughs> no, yeah, i just like might have shot my vlog I don't know <laughs> man. I, I wait maybe we should start a gym <laughs> called premature or yeah, what? Like... yeah exactly I, I no we should make it a gym for old people or, or mature people <laughs> and call it post-mature geriatric <laughs> jones <laughs> yeah oh, that's a good one man geriatric if I was jones. into buying urls like I used to be <laughs> 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 yeah it's just a waste of money somebody else will buy
2: it and then make fun of us and then it'll be worth it, it, it was exactly. a good joke <laughs> that yeah it's 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 really hard to branch off and think about what to do next how, how do you guys because you how many you have three issues or is it no, just two, two. Just the two we, issues, we
4: got right? to the third we were in the states this time last year yeah. and we were driving along and it was like i don't think we should do another one. Oh.
1: okay we've we've had this conversation yeah
4: well about what? doing
2: race or like, I think we're done with race, but it doesn't mean we're done. It just means we're, we've closed that. I think yeah. I really yeah. like how it ended. And the worst thing about like a television show is when they just keep yeah, going. Yeah. 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 And like to, to that's what I think breaking bad was such a great show is because they had a planned ending. Like mm-hmm. it ends yeah. here. It's yeah. over. And everybody who's making money off it was like, no, let's extend it. And they're like, no, it doesn't make sense. It ends here. Yeah. And I think, to make that decision is really hard because then you almost have to start over again. But I think that's what gets you to
3: do greater things yeah. is because you have to start over again. I think yeah. it's a, I think it's fear, right? Mm. You don't want to stop it because you're yep. you're fearful of not making money or not yep. having another idea, etc., yep. etc. Other when, people don't want you to stop it
4: because they're fearful of not making. Yeah, money. exactly. Because yep. when you can well, create, well, that's, that's not our create. issue for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't make any money, so that's yeah. I wish that was a fear of mine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wish
1: like the, the the shareholders were like beaten under the rage. <laughs> was like uh, the last dividend check was a little light. You know, yeah. what are you when are you guys gonna make some new stuff? Yeah, I'm just like. Yeah, the last dividend check was non-existent. Actually, <laughs> it's never happened yet. <laughs> and
2: your imaginary shareholder—you don't even exist. And now I'm talking to myself in this building that we have to pay for—it's—it's <laughs> it's a tough one. Um, but I, I meant like when. When you notice that you're not going to do that anymore, or maybe you are, maybe you're not. But let's imagine that you're okay. We're but doing. you have to at least
1: play with the idea of not doing it.
4: Yeah. What? What? How do you guys? What next? You. You. Well, you learned a lot from it. I we imagine. learned a lot from it. I felt that we said everything that we could do in those two.
0: Mm. Okay.
3: Yeah. The intention of the magazine was never to make something of the time of that moment you know, for a trend. It was always Mm -hmm. like, let's make make articles or write articles that can be read in five or six years' time and still have relevance. Universal and classic. Yeah, Yeah. And he gets to the point, it's like, well, we've written a couple of articles on breath. Mm -hmm. It's like people are kind of breathing the same way as they were five years ago and 10,000 years ago. So there's no point in writing another article on breath. And you kind of start
1: to be like, you know, Uh, well, but if you come out with a proprietary sauna or something <laughs> in which you could breathe <laughs> and you could sell them the art, the how to as well as the product within which to, to perform the exercise, you know, that's a business model. right? So there. we are actually about to start selling saunas. No.
3: Get back. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to plug it now? Like, just like, <laughs> like, where so, can people find you in your sauna? Yeah, they, they
0: enter a, a code like, yeah. you know,
2: dissect discount 10% or whatever. Yeah. I can be a, Uh, public figure that gets in the sauna and talks about it with
3: hashtags. Yeah. The super eight footage is actually for the film that I'm going to make about the sauna later on. Uh, uh, Okay. You guys. Okay. (laughs) Outstanding. We could, we should put it under the bridge.
1: (laughs) 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 Probably.
2: It gets really cold in the winter. So I'm sure you'll have some really, you know, some
1: happy customers. (laughs) (laughs) But so so like, how did that, you know, if you were you sort of driving along? Chris was
4: driving. I was in the passenger seat and I was like, probably looking out the window and then was like, I don't think we're going to do a third one. And Chris was like, what? (laughs)
0: because well, we, that was the thing that we make. Yeah. You know? And also, but,
3: the road trips were the way that we made them. Like, the, mm. you know, the first road trip when I met James in L.A., we, there was one person for us to interview in, in San Fran. Okay. And we came back, like, I don't know, like, two weeks later. Two and a half
4: weeks later from the
3: States. From the States to Japan. Yeah, from to Japan and kind of did a similar thing. And, and we kind of just followed this philosophy of, like, people will turn up. And, and they just kind of did. <laughs> and we didn't really have a framework. It was that, that naive thing again of, like, yeah. let's just kind of see where, where it takes us. So the Yosemite feature happened because you know james Mm. always wanted to get yosemite and Mm. then i was there as a photographer going
4: fucking hell this is like uh, like i just want to photograph everything and all the time and yeah yeah. Yeah, and we we met ron Kalk. yeah yeah and and that's yeah we yeah it's just like and then they were like oh you should speak to that person so i was like okay we'll just turn up yeah and people are like who the fuck are you just turning up and we're going we just want to hang out (laughs) yep and it got you to have a magazine (laughs) in in the uk i was um i went running with I was given the number by a physio of uh, one of. Uh, what was he? his wife was. She was an Olympic marathoner. Okay, oh, and uh, I just pa- called them pa- up. Uh, it wasn't Paula. Oh, okay. And I was like, "Can I just come and run with you?" Fuck yeah! And I, yeah. And he was like, "What do you want?" And I was like, "I just want to run with you." And, and no one could understand that. Yeah. But we became kind of good friends, mm-hmm. Cause it, and yes. then I think we've just gone around and people are like, "Who are these two Brits?" that come they just turn up <laughs> and they're just like yeah okay olympic swimmer let's go and swim in you know in la and it, and they're like have you got wetsuits it's like no it's it's fine we're english we're you know <laughs> we're just getting to see <laughs> pe- i think people are endeared by our britishness going but also like <laughs> oh so who are these don't, people I don't
3: want anything from anyone yeah 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 you know other than a so great on. conversation and in it's time yeah and it's the way that we do the po- the way that we did the features was <clears throat> let's just hang out and have a conversation and we'll pull the feature from it uh, you know rather than turning up with 10 questions because if I turn up with 10 questions I kind of probably already know the answers yeah. whereas if we have a, a half hour an hour long conversation or however long you're going to tell me what is it you actually want to tell me you know and that's where the gold is Yeah. and so that's why you know with the podcast we're like let's just press record and have a conversation and yep. you know eventually the, the thing will come up and, and then you start to build connection you know because you're not you know i've never considered us journalists even though you you could probably legitimately call us journalists well when you want to get into a place for free (laughs) 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 i'm for sure a journalist then (laughs) Um, you know so so just having that format like people really connect with it because then you're not you're not separate you're not a journalist and they're not a person that you're featuring you're just two people mutually connecting and then you know what we would find would happen like hey come swimming with us or hey come climbing with us or Mm -hmm. you know and Having, a, I guess having a skill level enough where you can... Obviously, you can't do it the way that they can do it. No. But you can kind of... Not, I wouldn't
1: even say hold your own, but you can do it with them. And it's and you're not and, trying and, to do it. Pr- at yeah. perhaps not be a liability. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like they don't have to expend a lot of energy to look after you. Yeah, if precisely. you can look after yourself.
3: Yeah, and precisely. That's- so, you, so you can then go and have a connection with them because, you know, I guess you're not always doing it at, at level 10. You're, you're doing it, you know, to enjoy But I don't it think they point.
4: want to do it at level 10
3: because yeah, it's precisely. like, fuck,
4: someone like, yeah. you know, I've got the Olympic medal and then there's this this person that's come up and they're trying to beat me. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, with kind of no threat, and we mm. just turn up. Yeah, yeah. And then we take, and then you know, kind of work the photos around that. Like,
3: hey, let's just take some pictures while we're doing stuff. Hey, the light looks great. Just da da da. You know, and then it's like, it doesn't have to be some like major organisation with like, sure, a ten light up And it's like, let's just take great pictures like sort of while we're doing it because they're they're always the great pictures, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So it's always like really free flowing, and and that, so we would do the we would create each, each issue with a road trip. And so we came back after the five weeks on the road in, in California and in Tokyo with, I don't know, two thirds of the first issue. I'm like, okay. wow, that was, that was- actually great fun and we kind of have a magazine we're 15% there. we're 50% there yeah exactly
4: see how it all adds up <laughs> I mean, like starting
1: to see it's totally fuzzy math but, it, but, but, you actually, but in the end it became something so it must have equaled 100 yeah. at some point then
3: we spent another six months at home trying to finish off yeah
4: yeah, yeah the last bit but we gave it to a friend of mine who's who I'd, who, a design agency who I'd worked with right. on the fashion label I actually used to climb with him really trust him yeah. I think that's informed a lot of what I do if someone's going to belay you, it's like I trust you to not fuck this up. <laughs> yeah, you know. So and letting them.
3: people do what they're good at. Yeah, it's nothing yeah. fucking worse than <laughs> employing someone to do something you don't nice. let them do and it. And then yes. don't let them actually fucking do it. It's so fucking terrible. And, and I take that lesson from we used to commission. You know, when I was at the label, we used mm. to commission music videos. Yeah. And you would get the directors reeling, and everyone would be like, "Yeah, we love this. We love this director. Let's get them to make the video." And then what happened is the band would just nitpick them. Into an inch of their life, so we want the video like this, and that it's like just here's the money, Mm. just go make the video, Mm, like do what it is that you're great at doing, you know?
2: Yeah, there's it it is (laughs) exceedingly hard or more difficult, I think, to find people that are good at what they say that they can do. Yeah, today, and I think it's on the premise that people are they're under the impression that if I just tell people what I hope to do one day, well, then. And say it with enough conviction
1: that they yeah. think I can already do it. Then I'll figure it out along the <laughs> way. It's
2: the fake it till you make it thing, which there is always going to be a bridge to jump from like not sure if you could do it and then proving that you can in fact do it. But there's there's times for that. Um, and I, I feel like it's just bizarre that everybody's in that phase. Mm. Like
0: <laughs> isn't there <laughs> one person who, who actually can actually can do, what they, do what they say they can
1: do? <laughs> yeah. Um, it, yeah, who's self-deprecating enough, which is, mm. you know, that is a British characteristic that I, <laughs> that I appreciate, actually, because it's like, oh, fuck, here's some over-delivering happening now, <laughs> which is, you know, I don't want to say exceedingly rare, but more commonly, beco- I guess, becoming rare mm-hmm. in a world where appearances are um, often taken as actual fact. By people Like mm-hmm. d- d- Because And I think that's a You know The, the hopeful aspect Of human nature Is like mm-hmm. I I want this to be true Therefore I'll suspend My disbelief And my skepticism And you know And just take it as true And then then you're hold, stuck holding some bag that you don't <laughs> well, either stinks or it's too heavy. To be fair, I still have imposter syndrome almost every day with almost
2: everything that we're supposed to do, whether it's something that I've done a dozen times, like train somebody or get them from A to B, or even the last week uh, when we were down at the Red Bull Formation. Aaron told me, he's like, oh, we're doing that job. And she's a private chef. She's you know fairly good at what she does. And I was like, what are we doing? And she's like, we're cooking for 30 people, three meals a day for seven days. And I was like the fu- are you high like i know we've done shit like this before but we certainly like don't do it now like you cook for one person full time and that's that's a lot of work and you want to you know times that by 30 and have me show up and be like hey and it's funny because the scare is just like well i'm not gonna not do a good job so then you just have to do it like you have to figure it out and i'm i think i'm only operating on the on the premise of like i don't want people to find me out <laughs> <laughs> like i'm going to i'm going to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that i belong here and that i know what i'm doing and in which case like it works out that way it's,
3: doesn't that come down to personal character mm. i e. you're the type of person that will make sure even if you can't do it you're going to do figure a, it out, you're going to yeah. do a great job yeah. some people don't have that even if I have to him. fucking
2: hire Gordon Ramsay to come in and like <laughs> yeah. get in the back, I'll cook the food and then I'll get in the back and I'll serve it. <laughs> I didn't make any money on this. In fact, I lost 50 grand to get you out here. But people will think I'm good and then I'll like save face. <laughs> I'm now paying money to work, which now our business model makes a lot of sense. Makes <laughs> way more <laughs> sense all of a sudden.
0: I'm just... Is that
4: because yeah. there's an expectation on what it should look like? Because we, st- we had no idea what this would look like. Oh, we didn't either.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We still... (laughs) I mean, just like... But that keeps you
4: going. Oh, yeah. Because it's... But other Mm. people expect... Uh. They kind of expect something to look like something and be like something. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) So they they have this expectation. We never had an expectation. We knew it would be great, but Mm. great stop, great pictures, interesting people, well-designed...
0: How can it not be great?
4: Something's gonna yeah. good's gonna come out of it, but it's not gonna look like Monocle magazine. No, okay. Because if we was, yeah. we would be copying that. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then I could say, oh, it's going to be a copy of Monocle magazine, and people would go, great, I'll buy the real one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, or you could say it'll be a almost exactly like Avant magazine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think well, those guys ben, are around ben, anymore, though. Ben, no. is that I, Ben's right? Yeah, well, he was. Uh, part on of the, yeah, yeah sort of a plank owner um and and then i think it continued for a couple of issues after he was no longer involved but but it was a brilliant it was yeah it yeah, was a good a idea pretty, pretty yeah. Good. yeah and just like but came in with um uh more i don't want to say uh, yeah i'll say baggage more yeah. expectations more yeah. more almost debt and expectation yeah. than the way you guys. Well they were publishers, started, weren't they? That yeah. was their background. We, yeah. We didn't from, have a background. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: no, you did. So, yeah, it could serve you, yeah.
1: You did. You had a record label in the background, you had the clothing, you had yeah. climbing, you had yeah. you know moving life and running. So yeah. you had life experience, but you didn't have the things, Oh, I've been in the publishing business for this long and this is how you do things. And yeah. that's
4: what people would put their it's money the old on. old guard, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Which is oh. allowed us to we can we can fast for four years. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And but they. Can't. We
1: thought we were only going to have to fast for two. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I think we thought we were fasting for six months. Yeah, I think, yeah. gonna be, think it's going to be more like four.
3: Say so fall. <laughs> so, so when you
1: getting can, very lean, this is because we're at, at a point, and and we and Michael and I have had the conversation about rays, and and you know, yeah, we are going to continue with the idea because the periodical is, um, it's a way like as long as we don't bleed too much creative energy off into the website. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, which is a danger. Which is a danger. Mm-hmm. Um But the periodical a- allows us to, you know, put something out, which is temporally relevant, yeah. let's say. Um Whereas if you're like, yeah, hey, we're going to try and do this thing and it's going to be once a year. And then by the time you get to publication that some of the stuff feels stale and you don't really want to have it in the, in the thing mm. anymore. But I look at it and I go, well, we've actually kind of been shouting about, you know, the title Rays and the concept of the fistfight with human nature from the mountaintop for a little bit. I don't I I want to stop, but I don't want to stop. Mm. Like because of like it takes a long time to make to create an idea and to reinforce it and to prove it. Then mm-hmm. if you just go, oh, we're done with rays. now we're into, now we're go- moving on to our new magazine, which is Love,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, or
1: Grow, or whatever, Phase. Thrive. Thrive, <laughs> what, about, what do you think about Thrive? Um, I you think know, they have a Thrive magazine. I, I know, but 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 it won't be nearly as good it's as ours, away. so we can just call it the same thing. <laughs> hemp vibrators and shit, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, and so there is an, an investment into an idea and I'm all for just, like, stopping stuff completely, you, you know. Um. I've heard. <laughs> no, he's the, br- he's the bridge burner. Yeah, right? yeah. I just, <laughs> more tend to maybe blow things up or just disappear. Anyway. Um, <laughs> the Houdini of fitness. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but you start to think, like, okay, well, there's a lot of energy and attention and care and love that goes into making something that's real and tangible and then to you're obviously not out of creative energy
0: mm.
4: well i don't think those uh, ever stop uh, no really. but i don't think it's uh i think when i was trying to convince chris about not doing number three yeah it was more like we had a river to cross the the magazine got us to the other side of the river but we don't need to carry those kayaks so we we'll just drop them Okay. Repurpose yeah. what we've got. What will get us to the next bit? To the next bit? Because mm. it's. I guess it's about getting the message of an idea out. Oh yeah. And so.
1: and using different means to do so. Yeah. So from a from a print piece to a you know a podcast type of thing that's not an illogical yeah. sort of step and it actually can if the conversations are the meaningful part and you and, and part of what's been happening with the articles is that you you have the conversation and then you transcribe it and yeah. it becomes the feature and, and then also, let's just have the conversation and also the conversation's an hour but you've you know like a, it,
3: an eight page feature is like a five minute conversation yeah, 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 yeah. exactly it's, it's, there's only so much you can put in but mm-hmm. I mean I'm sure you guys have found it you know with the podcast it's like the, the podcast goes on as long as it needs to go on. Yep. Yeah. And Unless there's the something in the runs first. It <laughs> <then, you know? laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, goes on, dip on for episode. as long as it needs to go on. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, then exactly. it runs out. And then it so, runs out. Yeah. yeah.
1: And this s- is, just, that's
3: just... where the gold comes, you know? So it's just that format kind of works really well for, uh, the podcast format works really well for for getting great stuff out. Hmm.
1: But I think they work well. And this is something we have talked about and we've assembled some of the elements. Um, but haven't actually executed yet. Is that those things work together in concert? Yeah. I, I think quite well. Um, of like we have, and we've bandied it about. So it's not like we're breaking any, you know, busting out any secrets or anything. But um, I want to do uh, like a double issue of Rays, which is all about the current and former USSR. Because I went on two climbing trips mm-hmm. there in the '90s. I have some other climbing friends who've been there what's uh, what's he,
3: what's what's Russia
1: like um
2: <laughs> uh have you ever seen the scene in Rocky no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it snows all the time they're like they're just physically very capable they they lift logs and drag them through. no uh, <laughs> it, it, it it it's a, it's a it's it's enormous. it's like okay what, what let me ask you a question what's the U.S. like <laughs> And, well, and, and let me answer, you'll say Alabama's really fucking different from Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I would have to say that, you know, Kazakhstan is pretty different from St. Petersburg. Mm. Yeah. You know, Alma Ata was, or Almaty now, I guess, um, was pretty different. Or Dushanbe and Tajikistan's very different. You know, that's yeah. closer to, you know, traveling in Pakistan than it is to traveling, mm. yeah. you know, in the western part of Pakistan. Uh, but the but to ha- have an issue do, do an issue so and, and bring in you know some some different elements so, you know one of the guys who's um, Trevor who's who's here he he went over they he, he realized that wind tunnel time for skydiving in Saint Petersburg is super fucking cheap so they could go and spend I think hmm. he said he spent eleven total hours Jesus. flying in a wind tunnel there for basically what it would have cost him to do. You know two or three hours here oh. or yeah it's a hundred dollars for five minutes or something here yeah it's just yeah. like it's <sighs> it's insane so so they went there and then he they, they you know did some illegal base jump and i said trevor that's a fucking fantastic story <laughs> like i want to i want to have that and then that's um, definitely the place where you do not want to get picked up when you uh, get oh, to the grounds. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they had local guy, Igor, Yuri, whatever. Um, who, <laughs> li- like, <laughs> Did just, they just get arrested the, or part of the Biden thing? That that's a, that's, that's, a, that's, I'll make it go away. That's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> exactly. But it's just like, you know, the guy's, you know, then we're gonna go jump this building. It's this a really good building. We just need to be able to get inside. And Trevor's like, oh, My my former profession was breaking and entering. So, like, well, I can, he I told can me get it us was in. underwater flashlight repair. Yeah. Well, that's just what they say in the media. But so there's that. And then our friend, uh, Dalila, she was there, you know, doing a job. And she sent me a picture of like through a camera store window. And there's all these old vintage Russian cameras. And, and I'm just like, Oh my fucking God. Are you kidding me? And she's like, I would have got you something, but I didn't know. And then I'm just like, blasted back like look for this look for this look for this, you know and so she went on fucking tour the The one day off she had there went around to all these places finally found the sort of speakeasy style place with the old guy in the back and found me like a 1948 Kiev 3 which is you know from original contacts parts that when the contacts factory basically got awarded that in the Zeiss factory, um, got awarded to Russia as reparations. And they just packed all those factories and some of the people apparently into trucks and took them off to <laughs> the, you know, what Ukraine and, and started rebuilding them. And, and, and so that's a piece of the story. We recorded a little podcast with her. Um, and, and so to try and build these things, stories that are print, but supported by the podcast and maybe some other, bits of media which i don't know what those things are yet but i think the fact of the conversations and the storytelling the imagery um and the people that all come together could actually make a very interesting multimedia Mm -hmm. type of final product Mm what do y'all think about that <laughs> well i think i think though do you want to do something together <laughs> I guess just, yeah, totally, totally into it i
3: think i think the role of you know creativity to personify is just to be creative and just to do stuff and not get sucked into it and I'm, I'm making it for this reason it's like i'm yeah i'm making it to I'm make making it, it to make it yeah and um you know as a I i used to watch bands that would only write an album in a month period every two years and i, I would always blame my mind i'm like why the, why aren't you writing music every day or or every week yeah. why are you waiting mm. until you've got a deadline to write 13 songs i'm like they isn't, need isn't deadline. This, yeah, yeah right but it's like isn't this your craft don't, don't you enjoy making to make and i think now you know what we we're talking about earlier on with regards to yeah everyone can make stuff now it's so easy to make stuff so easy to buy a camera so easy to buy a film camera so easy to pick up paints, you know, there's, there's less boundaries or barriers to, to creation. Yeah. So I think I think the purpose is just to create. And then you, like we, I guess like we did really, and I'm not saying it because of that reason, you create naively and then things start to come together. Mm-hmm. And I think when you create with other people, you know, you bring in their ideas and your mm-hmm. ideas and, and they just kind of go off in tangents. Mm-hmm. And and I think there has to be an element of trust that it comes together in a way that you can never con- conceive
1: of. Oh, you yeah, you can't, yeah. certainly can never imagine the output or the outcome yeah. Yeah. from the beginning so the the important thing is just especially if the it takes imp- 25 just the input, years to do it. you know
3: and, <laughs> yeah. and and of course you have to find out a way to make money along the way cuz that's the world that we live in yeah. but uh, but i think the role is just to create and 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 what feels right and and not to be caught in the whole, like, we've got to keep doing this because if we don't, then it's like we lose that part or, you know, that's what everyone knows us for. It's like, you know what, it just doesn't work anymore. And it's like, we need to let go of it and mm-hmm. move on to the next thing. And yeah. maybe and, we
1: can, and maybe in three years' time, we make issue three. And yeah. have the confidence yeah. to know that, like, to, to not be bound by the thing that was had been, you know, quote, successful, mm. unquote, let's say. Like, to have the confidence in yourself that you will make something new. Yeah. Like, I remember in my... You know, sometime in the past, I think it was um, my second ex-wife. Um, one of the conversations was, you know, about we're dividing up the assets. And I'm just like, well, I'm going to take my stuff in the truck, but you need to have the house and you need to have the. It like, I can make well, I can create like yeah. a living, I can make a living. I'm always going to be, you know, able to, you know, restart, do something new. Yeah. I don't trust that you can, and so therefore, you need this more than I do, and I'm out. And I, but to always have that belief that okay, I'm going to make something. I mean, Jim Jones was my fucking you know life for a long time, and it was the manifestation of a lot of ideas, you know, brought down and 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 then reinforced and and, and refined in the valley, if you will. Um, and to be you know to have you know been forced out. The forty nine percent reference, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, at at some point, I mean, it was. It took me a long time to fucking recover from that, but I knew all along that it doesn't matter because I can always. I can't. I won't do this. I won't do this again.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But I, I will do, and I can do something. And I think that belief mm-hmm. is, and the and being willing to fast, yeah. also, yeah, is, it is like okay, you you have just you know, broken down a lot of barriers that other people have to, yeah, you can buy the camera. Yeah. You can, you know, you can think that you're going to make something or you can do this. But, but everybody comes into that moment where the, you know, that, that, that genesis of the creative, you know, ideal, um, with some kind of bonds to their past, Mm -hmm. some kind of bonds often of their own making. And the fewer of those you have, like... You've got to have
3: space to create stuff. And so if you're hanging on to the old thing and it's taking up 25%, 30% of your brain, then it's like that's 25%, 30% less energy you've got to put into the new thing.
2: Yeah, This is what gets me about containers or spaces that people refer, especially in the physical culture, like a gym. And then they buy certain equipment and it costs them a certain amount and therefore they're beholden to it because it's their investment and they need a certain amount of people so that they can cover the overhead and use the stuff that they're in debt for. And it's this cycle of like, there's nothing new happening here. Hmm. Like it's just reiterations and copying and pasting and thinking that you're doing something new. And that's what's so stale about gym culture is that there, it goes nowhere. It's it's bound by walls. And so the creativity
1: is and, like, it's really by, hard to find. You know, by debt that yeah. people volunteered yeah. to Sort of um, bind themselves with not recognizing that that is one of the ultimate limiters of creativity mm. that,
2: that's one of the great things about barber's gym that i I just I saw it from afar and I was like those guys are doing something totally different. And so I watched it, you know, I wrote him a couple of messages, we went back and forth about his climbing wall, and you know, Arthur Pollins is out of there, so I started paying attention, You know, Purple Belt Jiu Jitsu, really into Wim Hof stuff, yeah. um, really into movement, and like the second I was over in the UK, the first thing, I was like, yeah, I could go train at some gyms that I already know about, but I already know about, I know what they do, they do the same fucking thing, and they have for the past 10 years, literally the past 10 years, nothing has changed. And so the, you know, we kind of went in blind, but it was just show up, do what I'm told. And it was really refreshing to see like, man, that's weird. I've never done that before. And okay, they're doing that. And then after he's like, you want to stay and do some breathing and some ice? And I'm like, I've done both of those, um, but I haven't done them with you guys. And it was, you know, to be fair, the only reason I was nervous is because I was like, I don't have a towel, I don't have a change of clothes, I'm sweaty, I'm gonna get real fucking cold. And I was like, but that's what experience is. So I, you know, shivered the whole way home in the taxi. But <laughs> the, I think the taxi guy was just like, what, what drugs is this guy? on I'm like, <laughs> yeah. a batch shaking uncontrollably. Oxygen and but it was, ice. But it's man. this blend. They, bring, they constantly have an influx of new ideas. People are trying climbing for the first time. And then, yeah. you know, they, they take and appropriate, but their space allows them to do that. Because if, like you've seen it, it's like the size of this room. Mm. It is not big it's it is very very small in there yeah. and i think that's one of the benefits is the overhead is down they yeah. don't have much like their stuff is homemade they've got you know pipe fitting cages
3: yeah. and i think the other thing then to add to that is time mm-hmm. like people want to do stuff and instantaneously see results and actually yeah. for good stuff to come about it it takes time and that you know that takes a certain level of discipline i guess or, or commitment to, to what you're doing we're like okay I'm going to start this and it may take two or three years or four years or whatever to, to bring to fruition, but right. that's when it's going to be really fucking good. Mm-hmm. And we won't have, it's going out. to be
1: really good. And then the payoff, uh, you know, the, whatever, if, if, if part of it, you know, there's a financial reward that's in 10 years. That's in It's like, we yeah. were talking about bands of like, yeah. Oh yeah, now you're fucking fifteen albums deep because you didn't like break up and the lead guy who's yeah. you know engine didn't O D and you know, whatever. <laughs> um and now all of a sudden the, the 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 sort of revenue from the from consistent creative output over a bunch of years is allowing even more creativity yeah. because the pressure of making the rent is Maybe alleviated. And the fa- and the fan base is genuine. Like they've been with you.
3: Yeah. You know, you pick some up on the first album, the second album, the third album. It's yeah. like they want to be there as opposed to they saw the billboard for album one, they bought it and like this is shit. Yeah. You know, they they weren't given time to invest in it. They weren't given time to listen to the album repeatedly and, and, and realise that
1: track eight is actually the best track on the album, you know? And if they've and if they've been, you know, a, a fan or involved with a band from the beginning, it's just like yeah, I loved Paul Weller from the start. You know, with the Jam through the you know, through the Style Council, through the R and B stuff that he's doing now is fantastic. I'm just like, okay, we're you know similar era mm-hmm. would have been a show that I probably didn't see. I saw the. Tour here in the states for going underground, so that would have been like 1980 or 81, and have been like a, so. The, so we all matured in the process, mm-hmm. and were able to understand the changes that, like, whereas if you just parachute into someone's you know 25 year musical career, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. late in, and you're like, I really love that early stuff. Why can't you do that anymore? Well, because
0: I'm not Cause fucking can.
1: 20 years old <laughs> anymore, man. Yeah. I don't have the like same. Sort of things, and so I think there is a developmental piece that um, that that does require consistency and consistent output. You know, not only for the fan base, but for the the you know someone as an artist to maintain the integrity of that creative evolution. Mm. I, I think that's the hard bit. I was at the Van Gogh Museum in
3: Amsterdam maybe about a it. year ago or so. I went to that. I, was, yes, yeah. I mean it's amazing. But one of my f- i stopped at the door uh, did and then i turned around why is that um because i was like ten thousand of the people in front of you that might have been
1: part of it and, and i, I was stopped to like, block away and then turned I, around because
2: <laughs> well because i opened a book in the way like waiting in line and i saw the pictures and i was like yeah i saw the pictures and i was i, I, I don't know what it was it could have been the wrong move but i was like i want to see amsterdam yeah like i can see these pictures online i can't like go
3: through alleys in the street or whatever well f- i mean I, it was worth it f- it was but okay. f- i mean i, I made it i could answer them a lot but uh, <laughs> for me it was actually the story you know the paintings are obviously you know amazing mm. but it was the story and he i remember reading and it really uh it really influenced my photography where i was like mm. he would intentionally paint every single day so it's like he's trying out new techniques He was trying out new colors mm-hmm. you know, you look at his early work compared to his later work It's it's radically different mm-hmm. And it, and it's just that, it's just like the intention behind what he's doing. You know, it's never quite finished. Yeah, you know, he obviously ne- didn't really sell anything when he was alive, it's, it obviously happened afterwards. But there was just the development of him as an artist over a period of time without attaching to an old style. It just allowed it to kind of flow into what it was supposed to be and, you know, I saw a, an exhibition in Paris by Georges Barak. And mm-hmm. at the beginning of his career he's painting these really brightly colored landscapes like Cezanne. Mm-hmm. And then he co-finds Cubism with Picasso. Yeah. And then he goes on to paint uh, for the ballet. And then he, at the end of his career, he's, he's painting these really simple landscapes. And just watching the, the arc of a career over a, I don't know, 50, 60-year time period, it's just like constantly sort of trying things out without... Saying, "Well, I'm the Cubist guy. I'm only going to paint Cubism for the rest of my life." Yeah, exactly. Which it's is like it's death to the individual.
1: But it but it won't death last that long because I'm going to be bored and kill myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, At some point, I'm an artist. Yeah. Like, I've got to facilitate this path. Yeah. yeah,
2: that it it really points to like a, a bigger question of like what it is to actually create something. Like, what is it that is creativity? Like, what is the yeah. underlining there? There is a zero to one thing happening at some point, and I think that's really what the, the underlying pleasure in creating something is, is that you will never be able to describe it. Like mm-hmm. when the words come to your brain and you put them on a page, it's only because I've been staring at the page long enough that my brain is like, all right, let's get this fucking over <laughs> with. I like, can just start spitting stuff out to get me to not be there. or what Make know, that page dirty. Yeah, just, ah, just, <laughs> yeah. And, and the same thing with the picture. Like, man, I, I really functionally know how a camera works. I know how to take a picture um, most of the time I can't do it. Like most of the time I can't see correctly. I can't, uh, you know, it takes something where I go, Oh, there it is. And it's like a shift in the brain pattern. And I suddenly, like, I have a desire to want to see the world differently. Mm-hmm. So I take a picture differently and th- th- like all forms of creativity. And I, I don't know how it works with painting. Cause I'm definitely not an artist in that medium whatsoever, but Functionally, I think a lot of 90% of it is going through the motions of the art and 10% of it is allowing the creative process to actually happen. Yeah. Like skill, technique, uh, just, you know, boredom or yeah. pleasure or whatever it is that guides 90% of it. And then that 10% is what you can take 2% out and put out to the world.
3: Yeah. Nick Cave talks about this, you know, mm. for his writing that he turns up every day, nine till five. And it's like yeah. you know, it's like, that 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 uh, classic quote about um, not waiting for inspiration, just getting on with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know, it's somewhere yeah. amongst yeah. it mm-hmm. you find
1: what can retrospectively be called inspiration, <laughs> but yeah. you know you've actually yeah. but, done it. But you're but you're practicing, yeah, in order to prepare yourself for that for that moment. I I I mean, it's interesting with about Van Gogh that that he was that kind of guy because there was I mean, as a writer. You know, there's the hem, you know Hemingway was whatever. I write a thousand words a day or I write, you know, whatever it is. I'm just like, if I can try that shit, it didn't work for me, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I did. I, I just developed wasn't a that drinking extent. problem. I, I mean, was 500,
2: writing. 500 words a day actually really is where I made the biggest shift. So I, yeah. I made, you know, I was just like, I'm gonna write 500 words a day of BAB. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm just gonna sit down and carve that time out. Sometimes it took 30 minutes. Sometimes it took four hours.
1: And after six months... Sometimes it took 36 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got me into the next day, but at least I had like like a, like a head ah, start. Sure. You know, and then
2: it, as a function of just being able to sit down and write, it really spurred on the ability to get down to the point of something. And I, I noticed a huge shift uh, in, in just the ability to put together a sentence and an idea. And then it seemed like it gave creativity structure as opposed mm. to me trying to... Create something and later carve out the thing. It it gave it you know I guess a, a scaffolding, and, and that really helped. And when I went away from it, it really dies. Like when you don't practice, it mm. really does die. Um, and now I'm like faced with the staring at the screen again, going God damn
1: it! Why did I ever do that? <laughs> twice, twice. Yeah. Um, I gotta circle back to this. Uh, you're driving. You're in the passenger seat, James. Yeah. <laughs> So when you when you get to the point like I I think we should not do another issue because we said everything that we need to say did you have in your head the next sort of point on the map like of of what to do because obviously you
4: have a quite a viable creative partnership uh Possibly we we were recording podcasts at the time when we we'd be doing that for a few months. Yeah. Prior to all of this, I uh, I kind of created a deck of what I kind of wanted to make. Okay. And um, never really look at it. I've started to look at it more and going, Oh, we we're, we're we're kind of doing this without realizing we're doing it. I think it was the, the podcast we can keep on. Hang on, where am I going? Um, but the magazine just felt like it's the same message. If you bought it, you've bought it great. Yeah. Are you prepared to sit with it and really go into each piece uh, and, and find the, what it is that's
1: there? That makes that piece relevant. Yeah. Or why, that made, to, to find the reason why it's in there. Yeah.
4: And, yeah. and there's no point in rewriting it. Yeah. But if you've never bought it, then you can buy it again. And we can reprint these things so that's kind of you Tur- know it turns uh, that, out yeah the whole world can <laughs> can buy this if they yeah. if we can get to enough people yeah. um and some people like a podcast it just felt like that was the place to go you know we might end up making i mean i just love physical things you know clothes mm. and then from yeah. clothing actually at the end of that i was making furniture mm. ceramics all of the things because i got bored of it's like mm. you know my I'll wear jeans and a t-shirt so i yeah, <laughs> I can't drink my coffee out of that in the morning, so I'm going to make the mug that I want to drink. <laughs> um, and and that was kind of it. Just going, how do we get the idea to other people? Podcast seems a good way. We'll see mm-hmm. where that goes. Then do we get people together? And I, I think I certainly suffer from imposter syndrome. Mm. But if I can run quick enough and hard enough at something and just keep on going then people will think I'm really good at it and accomplish. no one will notice my insecurities <laughs> yeah. I'm just very oh. confident in my stride <laughs> I'll, I'll be into the room and out of it so fast yeah. that no one yeah, yeah. you guys was, do it you guys do it who
2: was that confident man who ran through
4: here? <laughs> he's left us with this philosophy of like you can do it you can yeah. do it I'm off and, and I think that's what we've actually done or certainly what I do in that we kind of connect this these, these people together and uh we're kind of seeing where it goes that that's how i feel that there, there's can we there are the people that we want to spend time with that are the yeah. people that we've looked up to that have really done it then there's this haze of people that say that they do it <laughs> <laughs> then there yeah. are the people that are below that
3: that haze of people say very good at copying the people Uh, that are just Uh, above them (laughs) yeah Uh verbatim yeah and they're very angry that they're not
2: acknowledged as the people who are doing it yeah it seems like there there's this um there's this weird air i I see it in a lot of trainers that were around early in the early days of crossfit that just weren't the lucky ones that got put into headquarters or whatever and they're not they know just as much as the people who have they know like logically they've done all the time they played all the games they just weren't picked and therefore they're kind of disgruntled and so they almost bring the industry down and as as opposed to creating a new thing and i think that like if if you're part of something and you help create something and it doesn't turn out that it takes you where you wanted to go with it the worst thing you can do is focus on the credit that you didn't get the best thing you can do is acknowledge yourself the work that you put into it and then shift gears and work on yeah. something else it was like uh, that that yeah. is the only thing that saved me with like the jim jones thing it was like i worked really hard it didn't work out how i wanted it to but the only thing i know how to do like the best thing i knew how to do is like take what i learned and then apply it to something new and then carve it out and i have no idea what that's going to look like. at it was terrifying mm. But No,
0: shit. It was, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was really
2: like, man, it took me a really long time. I was disgruntled, obviously. Like your first thing is you're hurt and you're angry. But then if you, you know, get over it, you'll stare angry. But if you use that as fuel, you can create something new. Yeah. And eventually I don't need that anger. Now I'm going off momentum that I know that I'm on
1: to something else. Yeah. Um, and discovering something mm-hmm. else and different and and, you know, could potentially be original
2: yeah and, in, and maybe mine or, maybe mine wasn't uh, I, I to be honest it wasn't on um man i want to create something new to show these guys it was like if if i come back in a year and i'm the same fucking person it shows that i didn't deserve like i'll prove them right yeah and so it's more of a function of i'll show you than <laughs> it was of like let me create stuff it's more like <laughs> fuck everybody i'm gonna get out of here yeah. and show that i was worth the investment
4: I think, I yeah, think the, the willingness to change I guess and then lots of people aren't
1: yeah yeah I believe Chris <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I,
4: I think that comes out person of personal philosophy to, you, you know, said it's actually like, James
1: yeah the thing that you do is just the
3: thing that allows you to work actually on yourself to, to change yourself mm-hmm. and do the things that actually really make a difference to you as a person in your life mm-hmm. you know whether you're a, a photographer or a mm-hmm. trainer or whatever it's like take what you do and use it uh, apply it to yourself in order to be able to be a, a different person you know
2: yeah, it's always baffled me when people, when when you meet somebody and you're like, man, that is the same person from 10 years ago. They're literally identical. Like, what the fuck is wrong with them? Like, mm-hmm. or you, you meet the other, someone meets you and they're like, wow, you've totally changed. And you're like, you haven't. That must feel weird. Like that you have found nothing new to apply to your life. And it's like, yeah, of course I'm different. If I wasn't, I might as well just end it right now. Because like, if this is it, fuck i'm super disappointed
3: yeah I just, the next 60 years of yeah my life. If I,
2: but if i have the opportunity to change and look at the world differently uh, that might be the only saving grace so when i when when you're trapped and stuck you are trapped and stuck and it should be totally obvious to everybody um and maybe that's my biggest fear, is of being trapped and stuck so therefore the only thing i can change is myself so i just keep changing and luckily, some people like the changes and they hang out.
1: <laughs> Not so much. Some people some, don't. Some people don't, but they still hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky think, them. Man, if I just if maybe it'll change uh, back. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I just keep getting hit over and over again. Maybe it won't feel like getting hit anymore after a while. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Yeah,
2: it was, uh, it's it, it's kind of interesting. It's a conversation I had with Johnny, my um, jujitsu instructor. Um, Cause he forcibly made me do a tournament last week and I was not wanting to do it. <laughs> it was, not. it was, it was, Is one of those moments where I'm like, I'm usually just okay trying anything. And this is one of the few times where I was like, man, I just don't want to do it. I don't know why. I don't know how the sense, but as it got closer, I knew that it was more and more important that I went through with it because I knew it was going to change something. Like it was going to change how I appreciated whatever it is that I'm trying to do with jujitsu. And I was right. Um, Actually, I, I was wrong. Johnny was right. And I had to trust him to know that eventually I would see that he was right. So I had this long conversation yesterday about you know what it was good for it had nothing to do with the actual tournament mm. it just literally had everything to do with doing the thing that i didn't want to do being a toddler and saying no i don't want to do it and like stomping my feet around and coming up with every excuse in the world dragging like i felt like i was dragging johnny's leg like let me go home like, i just felt yeah. like a brat and it, like he just tolerates it and i think damon did the same thing we joked about it james a very i mean uh what did he win? World champion, black belt, nogi? He's like, he's absolutely a phenomenal athlete. And he said on Monday, we're joking after, um, after we both had competed and we're joking after. And he goes, I told Johnny on Monday, I didn't want to do it. And I was like, why? You're so fucking good. He's like, it doesn't matter. I just didn't want to do it. And Johnny said, no, you have to. And I was like that sucks. And I was like, I did the more passive aggressive, like I hurt my neck. <laughs> and he's like, shit, I should have thought about that. And he's like, by the end of it, we were both in the same place. Really pleased that somebody was able to see that this was totally worthwhile experience. Yeah. We just didn't understand the importance from, from the get go. So I, I think about it in terms of like, yeah, we're all creative. We all want to do stuff, but man, sometimes you need somebody to really push you in the direction you're not willing to go to really help like evolve that change that, that we say that we want, but aren't willing to actually do. And that that's tough to fathom. How do you, how do you, how do I, like, I know I need to change. I know there's little things about me that are probably annoying. Like I don't my snoring or whatever Aaron wants to claim. It's like whatever there's little things, but, um, how do I actually change them? Like, do I wake up at a different time in the morning? I hear is a good time to like, or, or <laughs> there, there's, there's certain things, but
3: if you just change for no reason, it won't make any sense. I think, I think that's the importance of, uh, we talk about this a bunch of finding, you could call it a teacher or a mentor and mm-hmm. or, or many teachers and many mentors mm-hmm. that can see it within you and you can't see it within them or you can't see it within you, but they can see it within you. Yeah. And, um, and not just that, but that they are capable of seeing that all the shit that you project at them and all the, the fighting that you do to them is nothing to do with them. And that mm. they can kind of just bounce it off and that they can hold you yeah. accountable and push you through it. Mm-hmm. Because there's, there's a lot of teachers out there that you know, you whine and you moan and they just take it personally and they whine and moan back at you. CrossFit coaches. <laughs> right, okay. <Yeah. laughs> so, so finding those people that can do that and deflect it back or deflect it away and say, no, no, this is what you need to do in order to, to go through that. Mm. So if you can find those teachers that, that's kind of great and mm. for me personally it's kind of what WeMove is yeah. you know we've just spent four years travelling around the world finding teachers yeah. and learning from them and it, and whether it's their it's not even really what they do it's just their philosophy and their, their way of life and and kind of okay yeah great this works here and this works here and, and everyone's kind of different you, you take something from everyone and you they hold you accountable. You you build that connection with them because you haven't just gone in with ten questions. Yeah, and you know, yeah, and having the journalists, yeah. you know, I'm here for men's health.
2: Them. I'm supposed to ask you some fucking questions because on apps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, do you think then that you're like this is basically the the document that you guys put out was basically like a an analog documentary about finding mentors? I think it's sort biographical. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah, those I, two uh, are. Yeah, yeah.
3: definitely. They just kind of, You know, they're people that we so i obviously can't speak for james but i guess it's the same you know they're people that we want to learn from Mm -hmm. and we go and we have conversations and we let them tell tell us what they want to tell us or what they've learned um yeah one that sticks out in mind was we spent time with ron koutk last year uh who's a big ball climber in yosemite back Mm -hmm. in the 80s and doing amazing climbs and he was talking about doing Magic line, and that it took him six months post that of reflection to understand why he had done that climb. Mm. And he talked about originally it had been because he was looking for something to, you know, for the sponsors to kind of yep. get behind. And then he realised it was something completely different. But it was only with like six months reflection to do that. And you don't, you don't really have that now. Mm-hmm. But sitting there and listening to him talk like that, it's like, okay, cool. I've just had this big, big experience. Mm. It's really important for me not to jump onto the next one immediately, yeah. But to actually spend time with what I've just done. And and see how that changes me or affects me or, or plays out. I think that's really important. You need time to integrate your experience into mm. your like next phase.
2: And having too many experiences back to back almost erase the experiences. Yeah, uh, that was the tough part for after our last symposium. Was like we had things back to back to back after, and I was like, I could feel that this is a mistake. Like I needed to sit for a week and just and sure yeah. enough, I got to the, the period where I can digest and I've almost forgotten everything. And I was like, and I take terrible notes. You're like, it doesn't mean it didn't happen. It doesn't mean it wasn't important. It just means that I belittled the experience by not being able to digest mm. it properly. Yeah, like, by
1: not giving it the respect that mm. it, it needed. Um, Chris, did you uh, did you have a conversation with Ron about fire? Quite possibly because this
3: is how the conversation with Ron happens. <laughs> we... Uh, we t- We'd met him on the first issue when we were in Yosemite, and then last year we decided to get back, and and so we just kind of sent him a text, "Hey Ron, you know we're in Yosemite. Do you want to hang out?" Yeah. He's like, "Sure, come to my house." So we turned up in his house. I know, like, say like two o'clock in the afternoon or three I think it o'clock was in the early. afternoon. Was it? Oh. And um, and it was light, and we basically started talking, and we talked, and we talked, and then at some point it was pitch black, and there was a raccoon coming in through the door, what? <laughs> and, and we were just kind of talking in, the, in like literally like no light whatsoever, and it's like. You know, uh, when that was it, the last uh, time uh, that happened? And, and it's <laughs> like, this is like a six-hour yeah. conversation, and like, we didn't record. We didn't record it. it. <laughs> and so, like wrong which,
1: is, which also potentially allowed it to happen.
3: Yeah. yeah so we so, so we said, oh, Ron, can we can we come back tomorrow and record a, a conversation So we came out the next day and we talked for another four hours mm-hmm. and recorded that conversation, so there was ten hours of conversation, so
1: I don't specifically remember whether we talked yeah. about fire, but probably i th- I think there's something now that i've I've read recently where i mean it's it's one of the elements that's very important to him, and um oh, yeah. yes, we did, sorry, I was thinking about it in a, in a different way, yeah, yeah, we did absolutely yeah yeah that it's it, you know. Maybe it starts and ends every day, or it, it and it's something that I, it, I I don't know, it came into my consciousness uh, regarding Ron recently. Um, and it, yeah, it kind of got me thinking. And it, it, it's funny, like the, the conversation where the, you know, light goes away or whatever, like it was the same thing with this, um, this kid Todd that, um, that wrote the Too Far Gone book about his Harley road trip thing. Um, yeah, I'd drop dropped by his house and, um, happily, I had eaten something before I got, because it was, you know, it was like, I needed to get on the road. I was just like, yeah, we're going to talk, you know, we'll talk for like 45 minutes, maybe an hour max, we'll trade some books, and then then it was like five hours. Mm-hmm. Wow. But, and those are, I, I think those are the types of experiences that change us. We mm-hmm. just need to have the the openness and also the freedom to allow them to happen. Yeah, yeah. Or then they or, the, or they are, you know. And I would say that's. Change, they of, won't change us. That's they why mean? it's kind of the
3: way that we do things is work for us because, if I come in as a journalist from Men's Health, I'm like, I just, I just need to get the ten questions because if I don't come back with the ten answers, well, because fuck, my then,
1: deadline was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Then, I'm, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm in
3: shit. Whereas, because it's ours, we're able to kind of go and go. Yeah, we would love to kind of get this as a feature. If it doesn't happen as a feature, or it doesn't happen as a podcast, who cares? We had a fucking great five or six hour conversation. Yeah. And that is that to me is more valuable to me as a person mm-hmm. than it is to someone that that you know that might buy the magazine, you know, or may or may not. It's like that. Yeah. That's the magazine just functions as a purpose for us to go and and, yeah, and have this. Purpose. You know, it's like like give and take. It's like so
1: in that way, you know, issue three,
4: whether you make it or not. I mean, it needs to be theoretical. Well, in, well maybe all some. of the podcasts are issue three. Yeah. Okay. And then issue four becomes something else. Ooh but i don't think we'll know until we go Pff, yeah done <laughs> f- 400 podcasts we we're, we're out uh, who knows how 100? many have you done we'll be about it's a 100. Shy of 100 yeah, yeah about oh no we're about so.
0: we're
2: we're almost there almost 100
1: not, yeah, we're close. I mean, so we'd put up 85. We oh, right. should have 86. I mean, we were trying to, we were hoping to get like to 100 by uh, yeah. the We industry. kind of messed with our format
3: actually because we have the long form that generally goes out on a Monday and then yeah. what we were finding there were topics that were coming up within the conversation that just didn't for whatever reason get yeah. didn't get to go into more depth with. So we started to reach out to other people within our network and I don't, let's say we had a conversation about yoga. Yeah. At, that went out on a Monday and we talked about pranayama breath, yeah. you know. But we didn't get to go into it in detail, so what we then started doing is reaching out to like people within our network and saying, hey, can you do a short form podcast on Pranayama? Here's five questions I'll send to you via WhatsApp and then just send me the answers back via WhatsApp because you know, you're know you in Australia. And then we would put that out as like a 20 minute podcast. Yeah, okay. That's just, okay. that purely short is question point. and answer scenario where, where you know we have an intro that says, we did this great conversation with this yogi, we really want to talk more about Pranayama, but we didn't get a chance, so here's so and so talking specifically about Pranayama oh, so it kind of su- yeah a little branch that you yeah it kind of yeah. supports it in, in some kind of way we, shape we or form we did something
2: That's similar but it's not as short form we decided that like between the two of us if there was a subject we wanted to talk about we could just come in here really quickly it didn't yeah. have to be mm-hmm. it was about an hour or so was the idea but I really
3: like that idea yeah. we actually kind That's of also cool. did that because we were doing outros on the original podcasts yeah um, we just took the outro and, and made it like a, another separate short form where we were able to kind of talk about again whether a subject came up or about the podcast or scenario again it was like 15 minutes but it was just like another short form to to kind of inform it a bit more or like I don't know I guess really for our own reflection process again doing it for us it's like if you listen to it great if you don't who cares but it it gives us an intentional time to reflect and talk about you know what we learned for ourselves and to
4: I guess provide like a finger pointing in a direction for someone they can just jump drop in there they're gonna if they're interested well if they're not interested we're not really bothered. So yeah. kind of don't listen to yeah. us. Jog again. On. And I would love to be able to like unsubscribe people. Mm-hmm. Like just take them out. Just yeah. take them out because there's, we have to carry them then. Yeah. And then just, they'll find their way through. They're inquisitive. They'll find their way through. And if you're not inquisitive, walk on. So it's
1: it's funny when I was talking with Todd and he was unfamiliar with the podcast and he was like, You got a podcast? I was like um I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, you know, we're, you know, wrenching on motorcycles and stuff like that and uh, um where should I start? I just and I said, Episode fourteen. <laughs> He's like, Well why? And I said, Well, because Matthew Wedley White is like the most interesting man in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and and said, "Well, what do you mean?" And uh, I said, "Yeah, behavioral he's like a, economist, a endurance athlete for a long time, then became a coach and was participating in sort of these big, big ass adventure races. You know, once Rad was kind of inspired the Eco Challenge and all those things on the in the early days. And then he's you know Rebecca Rush's coach for a long time, mm-hmm. and and he, he has a degree in English Lit or creative writing, you know, some you know some liberal arts degree or whatever." but he also manages, manages a hedge fund <laughs> manages like a hedge fund for you know a, a basically a private one for private private families or whatever and it's worth x amount of dollars and he's like he's a consultant to the Vatican about you know <laughs> investing their money in a way that not only promotes their message but is also you know better for the environment and that kind of thing i would love to him, hear that conversation calls <laughs> himself a behavioral economist i think yeah. is what it was and wow. we started behind you know trying to apply the ideas of behavioral economy to fitness and and it was it was our first sort of it was our first three-hour episode yeah. Yeah. and i said dude start there you can go back early because there's some good stuff um but that for us i think was like the turning point mm-hmm. to when we realized like okay we can do this mm-hmm. and we can you know, and we can keep up with guys like that.
0: Mm. Yeah, which is
1: which is a thing. Like to you know go into a room with someone who's arguably, you know, considerably more intelligent. Yeah, if I can just hold on I, by I a feel long shot. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Let me just try to use my normal words in a big word fashion. Yeah, <laughs> I'll speak really slowly. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna add syllables to these words that don't need them. <laughs> to be, you know, in a he's and incredibly them. intelligent,
2: and, and it and speaks in a manner that like makes you feel okay speaking to somebody intelligent which is rare i think it's usually the opposite people trying to up you know upgrade their verbiage in order to appear more intelligent than they actually are happens it happened with uh chris warden's another really good um conversation that we had here yeah he's uh, he's been in the sphere for a while fitness guy you know into jiu-jitsu into racing dirt bikes and all sorts of stuff and he, uh, um, I had a conversation with this this weekend where it was like, you know, we didn't record, which is sad because it was a really good conversation. His background is in um, journalism, so he comes at conversations, and it's not his profession, but he comes at a conversation with the idea of I've got one question, and he'll ask it, you know, seemingly to Sam, and it'll branch. It took three hours, and he kept coming back down. Yeah, but what about this question? And he's like, he just, no matter where you go off and trail, he'll bring you back. And then Mm. because that's what he wanted to talk about. And then finally he'll answer it. Like he answers, the. it's a fucking great way to go about a conversation have somebody guiding it like that, and I learned a lot just from talking to him this weekend. About I see what you're doing. It's like we are the opposite. I just fucking blah 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 blah, blah and then talk about this thing rabbit hole. Let's yeah, just <laughs> go there because there's rabbits or yeah. something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. I really like most of the people that we've sat down with. I've learned quite a bit of just like ah oh, man, we could have done that a little bit better, but they're really gracious and like how
3: they put up with us being bad at what we did. <laughs> I, I feel the same. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We definitely have those conversations where we've come out and like, did we did we actually get yeah. anything in that podcast or <laughs> or was that just like an hour of us kind of just nonsensical
1: talking and uh, you know Do you have this the, one of the experiences that we have had pretty consistently is like we walk out of the studio and, uh, you know, the guest leaves or there's no yeah. guest or whatever and I uh, take the card and I back it up and I'm just like, fuck, what a waste of fucking time, Jesus. Yeah, like, we shouldn't have done you that. know. Yeah. And then it eventually gets posted and we're just like, ah, oh, man, we got we're out of content. We got to put this one up. Yeah. Finally, it sucked. Blah blah. We put it up and it's like, oh, my God, that's the most amazing um, episode you guys have ever done. You should have that person back, you know, or whatever. And. Like, yep. we should have him back because we fucked up or we should have it <laughs> like,
0: but, but
1: it's like I don't think there's a, a sense in the room or during the conversation of how it will relate or, or how uh, you know a listener might relate to it like yeah. I think I was blown away by the dogs one yeah with nice. Ben Treasure mm-hmm. um, I knew that the one with West Taylor was going to be good mm-hmm. and it was also well received but there have been many Hobie which darling. are Darling Yo, Hobie you know, Darling was, Darlin was a yeah. really good one, but also the calories in, calories out. And we're just like, <laughs> ah, we're just fucking bashing people about diet or whatever. <laughs> is this and the body
3: positive one recently?
1: Uh, mm-hmm. th- that was a different one. <laughs> that, I
0: don't... I love that conversation. Yeah, exactly. oh, that, was a, that was amazing <laughs> to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there's, a,
2: there's a quality of ranting that I think is acceptable. As long as it isn't what your podcast is about, yeah. I think it, it, it's, um, it's useful to come in and be like, all oh, right, like we, I've, I've got
1: some buildup I need to get. Yeah, right there's out. some
2: yeah. thorns in my feet, and I need to pull them out. And it's gonna be painful, but we're gonna do it live and record it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> can be can be useful.
1: Yeah, I mean, is it? Do do you have a, a sense when you're having the conversation about the the broadcast and the reception there there Uh
3: Definitely have experiences where. We're in conversations like this is a shit conversation, or this is an amazing Mm -hmm. conversation, or and then the response may or may not confirm that. Confirm it, right. Okay. Um,
4: There have been times when we've come out and didn't know whether we'd wasted an opportunity for sure
3: yeah but but but
4: okay. part of me maybe it's in this moment
3: just wants to say well i don't i don't fucking care i didn't mm-hmm. do the podcast for you i did the podcast for me yeah <laughs> and if you want to listen to it
1: great and if you don't then then that's cool too yeah and that's probably the best way to handle it i yeah. mean in many things it's also the same with the magazine or the yeah soft cover book yeah because <laughs> um, because I,
3: I think maybe you know i tend to relate everything back to music but i think you know when you start writing music for someone else yeah then it, you, you get you get really shit mm-hmm. songs yeah and of course, you know that artist doesn't. Hopefully, that artist doesn't want to stay the same artist writing the same songs for the rest of their lives. Well, that
1: unless the be... pay is good, I mean, and then you know, yeah, because there's a certain point where it's like, yeah, I am a commercial musician. Yeah. I am writing jingles for advertising to sell mayonnaise or whatever, so the... and <laughs> and it and it makes me enough money. Like, like I work one month out of the year, and the rest of the time, I do whatever the fuck I want, yeah. which is not that. If so we
4: had that skill, then we we might do it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. Good point. That's true. Well, that, I think that that perfectly my i mean mayonnaise is hard to sell i'm telling you <laughs> i think so you, many brands i think you see that in
3: the musician when they get on stage and they like, fuck's sake there's another, you know another yeah, yeah. another show to 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 play but um yeah i mean that perfectly relates to my story you know music's working for a record label is great fun for the first few years mm-hmm. and then when you start having the same fucking arguments with the same people every single day and you're basically working in an insurance company i'm like I, i'm not doing this i'm not yeah. doing it you're paying me and I, there's a definite career path, path but I, I just don't who's want to do the, it.
2: Who's the music producer for um, Alice Cooper? He's basically responsible for turning him around. Um, he just did an interview, uh, a listener, and I had no idea who he was, and he had something to do with Janis Joplin. He, he, he's like a big time music exec, and it comes from <sighs> seemingly, I mean, he was just selling, um, drugs to p- bands and then he was like you guys need a manager and he was just like i'll figure this thing out is it a documentary no but he's i'll have to look there's a great name.
3: documentary on alice cooper's manager where he oh and, must be him and janice shoppin where he he meets alice cooper because yeah. he yeah he hears someone he thinks he's getting raped yeah 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 and it's, it's basically janice it. Joplin having really yeah, yeah. noisy sex that's him so the he pool.
2: tells this story on this podcast and it's um fuck now i can't even remember what podcast it was i listened to it Seemingly, had no idea what. Oh, uh, was it Peter Atia? Maybe it was something like that. But he, he had a really interesting, like how to figure things out and how to manage things. Like, but he didn't want to replicate himself ever, and so he hasn't. He's he's done new and creative things from from the beginning. And if it's not new and creative, he doesn't want to touch it. If it's just like taking somebody and trying to get them famous which he is known for doing he'll admittedly say i can i'm really good at getting people famous not so good at getting them to make money he's like but i can get you a ton of fame <laughs> <And> so, so, <laughs> it's pretty little people that would take him up on that <laughs> for sure which is probably my worst nightmare like, <laughs> <laughs> the fame without the money is like just shoot me like, <laughs> i think the downside of money is the fame or whatever you want to put it but he had um his whole life story is just about, the. I mean, he uses Alice Cooper as like, that, that's his golden egg kind of deal. Because he discovered them and his, his only comment was like how fucking terrible they were. Like they were doing, they were both, they were all art students in the band. And they were doing some abstract thing where he watched the entire room leave during the performance. And he's like, I'm not going to make a judgment and call it bad. I was like, I saw them as powerful if you can make every single person in a bar leave, you have some sort of power.
1: Because there's alcohol in the bar (laughs) and
2: you're getting people to leave that. That's how strong strong the performance was. He looked at it. He was literally, he's like, he sat down with him. He's like, I think you guys have something that other people don't recognize. He's like, your music is terrible. We have to fix that. But understand that if you want to be successful, somewhere around the lines of like, success success in this age in music starts with the youth and so if you can get adults to hate you the kids will love you for it and so that was the premise of alice cooper and if you look at their history like man they really stuck to that he's like by the way the chicken thing never happened but we never said that it didn't (laughs) it's like
1: fuck i'll have to look up his name i'm 18 and i don't know what i want (laughs) 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 So Uh, (laughs) I'm just going to try and piss my parents off a little bit more.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. And he he talked a little bit about, on the interview, he talked a lot about how, you know, music just wants to be redone and redone and redone. And they want a formula. And it seems like that's what most industries want. They want a formula so they can plan on the income that they're going to make. And then everybody has like this nice future. And it's like, you guys will know this from putting out something that's, you know, made from the heart and takes a lot of work to, to put out there is no future and if there was it wouldn't be good like yeah. the product wouldn't be good the future might be good but if you think that the future will be good your product is in danger is how I feel it, mm. it feels like it's getting complacent mm. because complacency sells pretty easily or at least it sells uh, statistically
1: it sells and and it's and if you're yeah complacency leads to The bad sort of form of consistency, Mm -hmm. i.e., repetition or Mm -hmm. redundancy. (laughs) Um, Redundancy. And then it's like if every issue is the same as the previous one, or every story is the same. I'm just trying to recreate the thing because that was successful, so we just need to do that, but with a twist. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah, we'll make it a girl this time, and not a guy, or
0: you know, whatever the. Oh yeah, it's like
2: uh, what's the show Anna? The Anna, the some movie that just came out. I saw Mm -hmm. it on accident it's about okay. a Russian spy it's basically John Wick with a girl
1: oh yeah. and you're the, like wasn't it, is it the Sparrow one no that one
2: was good okay that one was actually really good shockingly because I don't well, I forgot her name but I don't like her very much Jennifer Lawrence, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence yeah. yeah but yeah. she did really good in that yeah like, she's she's alright yeah um, okay so yeah, this one's that. a little bit different this one's like you know she's not a bad actress but uh, convincingly physical no <laughs> like flying triangles all over the place and that you know, gunfu kind of deal just doesn't
1: it doesn't work. It's okay, not the, you know, <laughs> I, but it's an attempt to try and capitalize. Okay, John on the, the same rigor, or, or yeah. maybe Atomic Blonde, or maybe, Atomic Blonde was
2: good. Yeah, mostly because of the music. Exactly, <laughs> I, the music was fucking great, and I think it made that movie. Oh, Although yeah. she is good in it, but
1: yeah, that's, there's some there's some good art out there. Yeah, so we could shout out. We could shout out to Eric who trained in yeah fed her for the role and we could give yeah. a shout out to kurt Johnstad, actually who i think actually i read the text from him after having seen the movie that when he was writing that script he was like tell me about berlin and this you know the music scene in berlin in this time oh yeah you told me about that yeah and yeah you gave him a bunch of bands that ended yeah. up being, ended up being... <laughs> <laughs> which was like it was total gave me goosebumps when I was like thinking i had completely forgotten this conversation hmm. And with him, with, with him and, and he had just, like, gone even deeper than I had suggested. But Selena um, and I were watching the film, and a couple of the song tracks going. I'm like, holy fuck, this is perfect, and it's yeah. exactly timely. It's not yeah. like they're, you know, trying to have a whatever. Like, one of the most disruptive or the disconcerting things, and I think it was about the movie Three Kings, Oh, was yeah. they were playing the same songs that were played in Apocalypse Now? No, way. it was like no, a bit no. like the Vietnam, oh, and, right, and, yeah. and 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 th- that was the music of the time, mm-hmm. you know, when Coppola, you know, mm-hmm. put that soundtrack together. Let's say, um, but like to have guys during Desert Storm <laughs> listening to the same music, I don't think yeah. that's what it was, and it, and it, like it was a a, a you know. Time-wise, or was like a snapshot of an era. It wasn't consistent for me, but anyway. But Atomic Blonde was just like, the, uh, th- it happened. This is this is yeah. the appropriate stuff for that scene at that time, which is. Was really good. It is like, weird how that. Got to pay attention to the details, I guess.
2: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it is strange when you get some. I mean, like how how dependent are we for other people's creativity in order to be creative? Like. It doesn't happen in a vacuum. Like, you, your influences are so important. The music, other art, other movies, other things that you read. It's all part of this bubble, and you're supposed to, you know... Bubble, not,
3: let's call it stew. <laughs> yeah. I think it's probably yeah. more it's, Which I think is what's really worrying then about, you know, um, if you're not careful, m- money can totally blow apart creativity, right? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I th- you know, going back to uh, talking about Berlin, it's... Mm. Yeah, impoverished areas generally tend to come up with really great art because you know you can't buy your way out of could we out of so could we say or you can't like Bristol <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah precise. in a certain time
1: period <laughs> yeah precisely so it's like
3: so you know when everyone's consuming dumbed down art I think mm-hmm. I think like the top forty in the charts the music charts are written by the same like five or six yeah, yeah songwriters sure. so when everyone's consuming dumbed down art then they're producing dumbed down art and I think it's actually probably reflective of society when everyone's being. Taught to be a slave,
1: if, yeah. <laughs> you know. Then, was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that thing like a slave? If you're huh. in, your inspiration is Auto Tune and a vocorder Yeah, I mean, what are you <laughs> gonna make? Yeah, not something fucking original and from you. Yeah, you need but, to have the. You need
3: to have. I don't want to say the contrast. You need to have the aggression against. You know the shit that's being put out yeah. which is the which I, I believe is the the basis of hardcore it's like yeah we're gonna rage against this bullshit and yeah. then and then something great gets created and it goes on to inspire people but not because you're trying to inspire people but just mm. because you're being genuine in what it is that you want to create yeah, i think you're, you're being honest about the pain that you're suffering from mm. yeah and that that pain is relatable
2: and that's what makes it organic or that's what makes it genuine and, and that's Like when you don't feel pain, you have to make it up. This is a problem for comedians too. Like when comedians get successful, they're like, well, fuck, it's not funny anymore because I'm not using comedy to, you know, filter Uh, my heart. Alleviate pain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it becomes really hard. You still have to find a way to be genuinely honest with the world. I think Dave Chappelle talks about this a little bit. He's like, I make so much fucking money. (laughs) It's ridiculous. And so my humor has to come from the pain of like knowing how ridiculous that is. He's like, I can't be dishonest and be like, you know, I'm broke and this is that. Oh, I just, I'm like you, I'm not like you. I make fucking millions of dollars. And that's not like my audience. And therefore I need another way to connect with them, which is a ridiculous, like looking at the rich as they're ridiculous. I was like, that that's a such an insightful way to create mm-hmm. art, to always be in pain or to find some kind of suffering in order to connect with other people. And I think that's how, why, you know physical culture works so well is because the suffering is so apparent like it is physical and everybody feels it and if you don't you're not doing it right and you're not welcome like (laughs) people
4: still seem to get lost in that though you can go deeper than the suffering Mm. which is probably what attracted us in the first place to what you were putting out through Mm. instagram etc and then people just get lost in the and they're they're not learning anything from the suffering, no. and you start, you, all you're doing is running up to a wall and just headbutting it really hard constantly. I, I just
2: sent this. Uh, I got this from Berkey, and I just sent this. Um, it's in, uh, on Invisibilia. It's called the uh, Fifth Vital Sign. Yeah. You t- Holy shit! It's it's a. Uh, I
1: didn't know. Like that's a pand. When you send me a new podcast yeah. or an idea or something, sometimes it's <laughs> a Pandora's box. I just do not click <laughs> until I'm think I might be receptive or have the time to it's, address whatever's about to happen. Uh, and it takes It's not
2: a long, it's about an hour, but, but okay. it's, it's an investigation into something called amplified pain. And it, most females, it's mostly young females that are affected by this thing called amplified pain. They just wake up one day and everything hurts. And it's like a misinterpretation in their brain, which... Any sensation, whether it's a cool breeze or whatever, is interpreted as pain. And so they don't really know how to treat it. They give them, you know, demerol and all this shit to try to get them to block the pain. But they figure out how to get past it. And this is the whole premise of the thing is to fight pain, you need more pain in order to dumb down the signal of it. So the therapy is that they only have two centers in the US and they basically torture these girls for like wow. three to six weeks on physical it's physical torture it's just like jumping in ice water jumping in hot water jumping and it's just like uh frog hops till you pass out and vomit and i was like
1: <laughs> there's some inspiration in this I, <laughs> well, I was for sure
2: like are you guys hiring like, no, i was, <laughs> I was just, gonna say could we um,
1: is this uh <laughs> is your method open to interpretation <laughs> and, and one of the
2: things that they acknowledge right off the bat is that pain your your reception of pain is cultural yeah, and so it—it it, there was a shift in the fifties of, and this is very Irish, but you know, stuff it down, don't talk about it, don't acknowledge the pain. Everybody goes through pain; it's not worth even mentioning. And what? so they—they they basically say that now it's like. No, suffer. You're supposed to pay attention to the pain. You're supposed to acknowledge, oh, I'm in pain. And everything at a medical office is the scale of one to 10. How much pain are you feeling? 10 being the worst you've ever felt. And so everything is focused on the pain, focused on the pain, all focused of it. on the pain. Yeah. I feel all of it. Yeah. And so they said, well, the pain gets worse. One goes to 11. pain, <laughs> whatever you pay attention to grows. And I was like, that on itself is a gem that goes beyond what they're actually talking yeah. about. Yeah. But it says something to um, how to get suffering to work for you or against you, how to get pain to work for you or against you. Because all you have is your perception. And so if I allow that perception to focus, what am I growing with my focus? If I'm just growing more pain without producing anything, it's almost worthless. But if I use that pain, focus on it enough to then focus on the thing that I'm creating, then you can be masterful in how you use what basically everybody has to go through. It's kind of interesting.
4: Mm pain reminded me of in issue one there's a friend of ours called jules saint jerome he's uh, he's australian and he has this brand called Fermine. but that's that's by the by he got lost in the mountains and then ended up with frostbite and hallucinating <sighs> a, in a hut in japan came back japanese wife and he got frostbite but they were regrowing his toes back the w- the way that japanese do he's doing like like hyper is it hyperbaric I mean, uh, yeah stuff? hyperbaric yeah and they were shaving <laughs> the dead bits off the dead bits off with no painkillers and he said yeah in in japan they don't give pain relief so he was just watching this guy just (sighs) shave his toes and he was like (laughs) tell
1: him you're never gonna do this again (laughs) yeah yeah. well his (laughs) wife was doing that his wife was doing
4: that but yeah reminded me of that just they don't they don't talk about pain yeah it's just like culturally cultural yeah you're just shaving your fingers off or toes off yeah, uh, they, they, they juxtapose Okay, so I'm,
1: uh, I'm probably going to choose a different destination for my next vacation. <laughs> <laughs> they they kind of juxtapose this with, case.
2: with the, the cultural, um, the, the push down, the pushing down of emotions, like the repression of emotions was the part of, you know, 50s culture that was not useful. And so they get these girls to never acknowledge pain. Like they'll ask them how they feel. Is it, you know, hard, easy, or mm-hmm. medium? Uh, but they'll never say the word pain and they'll never focus on that thing as the thing. It's just always like, you know, how do you feel emotionally? Like, what was what that? And so they do the opposite of what you would think. They get them to acknowledge their emotions. I'm frustrated. I'm tired. I'm weak. I'm this, I'm that and the other. But there's no attention towards pain. And, and apparently it's a highly successful program. But it made me think
3: like, isn't this something we should just teach all people? Like, have is he, it this useful for everybody? Have you seen the documentary on Osho on in on Netflix? I haven't. Check it out. I mean, that's fundamentally the. Oh, really? That's kind of the basis of his philosophy. Do you know? Do you know Osho? No, no. He's like an Indian spiritual guru. Um, the documentary is phenomenal. Indian spiritual guru, and he kind of got kicked. I mean, I'm I'm really paraphrasing the whole story yep. here, but yeah. got, got kicked out of India. Went to Portland, and they created a town, but for like twenty thousand people. Oh. I can't, uh, I can't remember what the documentary is called yeah I have seen that documentary right but, but oh, oh, yeah yeah
2: okay, now that you say
3: the name it makes sense um, his, his name is Bhagwan uh, w- Wild yeah Bhagwan um, uh, Wild Country or something wild, yeah Wild, 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 wild country, country yeah, or yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. but it, the documentary is amazing because it got so much archive footage to show but yeah But they fundamentally miss out a lot of stuff. They don't teach Um, about his teachings, right? And so they don't actually talk about his teachings. So when they when they sort of say, "Oh, Oh, you know, the the cops turned up and there were a couple, you know, fucking on the bridge," it's like it's completely out of context with his philosophy, which is like just express whatever you feel. And so they would have fight rooms. Where yeah. you would go into a padded room and you would beat the living shit out of each other because that's what you felt like, mm-hmm. you know. People would come out with like broken arms, etc., etc. Yeah, et yeah. and, and it's exactly that. What I did, yeah,
2: about. they didn't cover fundamentally his teachings, no. which is kind of strange because I asked, like, I was wondering
1: while they were showing this, what is so attractive about, like, this how did the people end up in the town? Yeah. You know, what, how did, the, how yeah. did the, the, you know how did the follow what were they following? Yeah. yeah. You know, because obviously it had to have some merit or Mm -hmm. you know depth to it in order to get people to yeah be interested i mean actually that's not always true yeah because failed monkey salesman (laughs) got all those people to go to the jungle (laughs) (laughs) then had a fucking gym named after him (laughs) anyway
2: it does happen Mm -hmm. i would say he was very successful Uh, well yes um, yeah, the, I'll I'll have to go back and look at Osho's stuff because yeah, I know I mean, he had a lot of writing. Yeah, so really, was supposed to be. Really I mean,
3: this, I think he's the most published kind of spiritual teacher ever in terms of the yeah. volume of uh, the number of books, not just the one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But um, yeah, then you get to kind of read his what his philosophy was, and you read his philosophy, and, it, and you're like, wow, I, I totally get it. Why wouldn't you? follow Tough this?
2: competition with L. Ron Hubbard, though. Who is the most published <laughs> author of all time? Oh, really? <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. The record of published books no, sure. is the guy who started. They're very tenacious. <laughs>
3: it's, like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's something. It's over hundred and fifty books. Or so. wow. I, maybe I'm totally wrong in that. Wow. I, it is fucking unreal. So that's actually that's pretty good. I, right. I'll have to go back. There, there's there there has to be something there where people are attracted. There's an idea that makes sense. And it's not just all fluff and belonging and whatever. There's usually some underlying. Wouldn't it be
3: non attachment? You know, you, you, you feel whatever it is that you're yeah, supposed yeah. to feel, but without attachment. So if you feel rage and you rage, yeah. you know, it's, it's just perception that, that turns it into something yeah.
2: else. Well, I mean, we practice this still. Like, we look at it like how animals, um, most animals, like dogs, horses, are so in the moment that when you give them some kind of emotional stimulus, they actually shake it off like whether yeah. it's good or bad they shake it off they're neutral at almost yeah. all times yeah. and so you're like oh come here and you give them a cuddle they'll like walk away and they'll shake and yeah, then man. that's them relieving that, yeah. that feeling and now they're at neutral so they can respond they're indifferent yeah. and so I, I think humans they bind to the good stuff and they always want the good thing and then the bad stuff they do the same thing because they don't know how to get rid of whatever feeling they're having I, I had to change mine because I did the same thing for too long and then it comes out in really weird ways like you're frustrated at things that you shouldn't be frustrated at because it's just seep. your anger is just seeping out of the cracks Mm -hmm. and so I just started you know when I want to be angry I'm just angry and one time I pulled a a pan out of the cupboard and a fucking cutting board dropped right on my fucking toe and split it and I was like some of the worst (laughs) pain and so I just picked it up and broke it And (laughs) and it's just like you know, God, done okay, you know, I'm still in pain. It didn't fix it, but I'm now not mad at the cutting board anymore. And so I just throw that in the trash. And I looked over at Erin. She's like, really? I was like, it was only like a $10 cutting board. It's totally worth it from me to get rid of this feeling. that I know it's my fault, but I'm going to take it out on something that's inanimate just because, you know, now it's, I don't have to deal with it. I feel great. Yeah, because it's better for the human
1: part of yeah." I was like, I I can wait a week
2: and take this out on you. (laughs) I'm not going to
1: try to break you, but I'll definitely be angry. Because I keep a list. (laughs) And if you hadn't bought that cutting board or put it away in the inappropriate spot, (laughs) (laughs) it would not have fallen on my toe. And so we're going to have a conversation about that.
0: That's pretty good. Where
1: the cutting board belongs. Yeah. Well, it belongs in the trash right now because it's broken, but (laughs) it's pretty good. Oh, we've covered some ground. I, I was actually, it's like five to, you know, it's, yeah. it's five minutes to devil's yoga. So um, we need to but, swing back to the hotel and grab some stuff.
2: Yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah, do it. Well, we start a little bit late. We're not very punctual here. Perfect.
1: But I was, Perfect. I was thinking if, uh, if there's more dose round dose. Yeah. yeah. We can do that. Yeah. Great. Cool. Like, and wait, wait for another couple of days. or Awesome. Yeah. yeah that's, yeah. I mean, cause I, I feel like there's. I, I mean think we should
3: go
2: take some pictures, yeah, and then come back down and like go do some stuff, walk yeah, around. Yeah, yeah
3: perfect. Some, yeah, sounds great. Cool, awesome. All Thanks right. to you guys. End Very much. of
1: part one. Thank you, James and uh, Chris, for Thanks, Thanks. joining us. And yeah, um, we'll figure out how to yeah dual use this. <laughs> <conversation>. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Works. All right. Nice. Till next nice time.